It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us, uh, streaming audience or the archive audience. Always good to see you guys. Henrik here with Red Ice TV, and we're doing No Go Zone today. What is it? episode uh, 40, 44? Uh, well, I do, ha I do have it in the lower third. Uh, just, just bring it up. You're watching No Go Zone, uh, episode 44. It's right there, right there in writing. Uh, can't be denied. All right. Uh, what is it? March 10th? March 10th. 2021, uh, the year of uh, complete uh, collapse and and a takeover. Uh, but we're going to get into some fun stuff here uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of good stuff lined up, and uh, it looks like uh, we have Lemon Party back, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think Marty leads. Is he out the gates? One of the first guys sending a, a ninja ninja guinea. Thank you, Marty. Was it ninja guinea? Uh, that notification went a bit faster. Uh, it looks it looks like we've been remonetized. Yeah, thank you, Marty. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Always good to see you watching. Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, hope your work is doing well as well. I try to tune in as much as I can uh, when I have the time, but it's always good to see you, Marty. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, first out the gates, uh, Lemon Party. Thank you to DLive then. Uh, shout out to everyone uh, over at DLive. So I, I guess we have some new um, uh, things on the back end here where we can choose. Uh, they've kind of changed their tagging system. We, we were on this kind of perma tag thing before. Uh, and basically, so it didn't matter what you try to do. You try to turn it off. And it would just, you know, snap back on. And if you permax tag, you can't, you know, receive lemons and stuff like that. Uh, but it, they changed that a bit. So uh, hopefully it's enough to set to mature audience only. If there's anybody uh, at DLive watching, uh, if there's another setting you want me to uh, to choose, uh, please uh, go ahead and let me know and I'll uh, I'll do that. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate that. That's very kind of uh, DLive has decided that we can make money for them again. Uh, that's very good. Good decision. Thank you, boys and girls. Uh, the uh, lemons are coming in here. Thank you to everybody <laughs> sending over that. Appreciate that. Uh, no message there from Marty. I appreciate that. Uh, actually, Diamond followed up from Marty too. Uh, two Diamonds. Thank you, Marty. I appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Ninjaberg. Always good to see you, sir. Uh, yo, lemons. That's right. Thank you for the Ninja Guinea, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, right about everything. Also Ninja Guinea. I don't know why people people love the Ninja Guineas. And the, oh, Ninja Guineas. The, the lemons. The, the D-Live stuff, right? Uh, so we appreciate that. I saw a couple of people over on uh, Entropy Steam's stream as well. I have a jam-packed show uh, for you guys lined up today. Uh, I apologize for being a bit late here. Uh, I do a little bit of news aggregation uh, before. I was kind of up late last night. We were uh, just wrapping up uh, Weekend Warrior. Editing took a bit longer. Uh, uh, truth be told, we're actually uh, working on some uh, pot potential uh, kind of situation where we can uh, build. Uh, so that kind of ended up taking up most of the time of the weekend. Actually, we're looking at some new uh, locations and things like that. So that's why we were so late with Weekend Warrior. We recorded it Sunday, but I couldn't finish it editing uh, until Tuesday. Uh, but anyway, that's up, uh, boys and girls, on the website, of course, as you can see right there. Uh, mask burning protest actually in, uh, in Idaho, of all places. We went through that. Uh, Dr. Seuss, uh, actually, no problem if he is banned. We talked about Genghis Khan, the greenest mass murderer as well. I got that he was dubbed by the, what was it, the World Wildlife Foundation or something? Um, and also, uh, interesting story about Iceland that we went into. There's uh, massive swarms of uh, earthquakes up in Iceland. Uh, and it seems to suggest that a potential earthquake is an outcome uh, of that potential. Uh, you know, there are many active volcanoes up there, of course. And so we'll keep an eye on that and see what's happening. Uh, you know, we went kind of through some of the history that in the past there's been some massive eruptions in Iceland, uh, which have caused uh, famine. E even one theory uh, suggests that uh, the French Revolution wouldn't have happened in the way that it happened, uh, you know, with the, if it wasn't for a volcano uh, in Iceland helping to uh, create some uh, some famine, starvation. Uh, 
uh, low, low food production and stuff like that. Now, if it's true that we're in a solar minimum too, or, or if it's a, it's a pretty severe solar minimum cycle coupled with a, uh, an, an earth, uh, earthquakes, well, earthquakes too, but uh, volcanic eruption, uh, wherever it is uh, in the world, that could, uh, that could not be so great. So anyway, we went through some of that. Check it out, redicemembers.com. A great way of supporting us as well. Uh, that's up and running. We have some samples or uh, what do you call it, uh, excerpts as well. Uh, on our Odyssey, we have it on our BitChute, and of course our website, redice.tv as well. Uh, definitely make sure you follow us over on uh, Odyssey. Uh, good service in, in addition to uh, BitChute. So we, uh, we have the Genghis Khan there, and the, uh, the Dr. Seuss cancelled uh, uh, excerpt as well. So check those out uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, but yeah, so Lemon Party, ladies and gentlemen. Not bad. Lycan Warrior over on Entropy Stream. You can join us over there too, of course. EntropyStream.live forward slash Red Ice TV. And we appreciate uh, all the support and, and super chats uh, wherever you are sending them. Lycan Warrior said YouTube is allowing videos such as nude yoga and nude news as well as animated incest porn ads. Holy shit. Which is against their term of service. So hypocritical of them. I'm not surprised. I think I was watching Hard Bastard, and someone in his chat said, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they're doing uh, something called nude yoga. I was like, that can't be, that can't be. So I typed that in, and it's like, yep, not a problem, just full-on bush, you know, <laughs> it's just incredible. Uh, but, you know, it's yoga, so it's it's, uh, it's fine. Thank you, like, and I appreciate that. Let me go back to uh, DLive here. I got to keep an eye on that again, then, because we uh, got, of course, accustomed to uh, not to doing any DLive donations, uh, yeah, right about everything sent to Ninja Gini. Thank you, sir. Marty Leeds, another diamond. Thank you, Marty. I appreciate that. Uh, MMA Goiper with a diamond as well. Just keeps uh, pouring in. I appreciate that. Uh, right about everything with another Ninja Gini says, convinced me to upgrade my mic, uh, TMF, uh, 102 for, for USA 110. Is that a, the, the, uh, that's a, that's the Neumann that we talked. Was it you who I tip, made a tip about that? Uh, not a bad mic. I do have a little bit of a uh, of a gate setting I have to adjust. I was listening back to the Weekend Warrior show and it kind of not clipping, but it sounds like it's you know it's a little bit too hard the gate, so it's uh, it, it can kind of almost pop a little bit sometimes. So I have much more to do. But if you are getting that, is that was it? What this is TM TMF? It must have been you that I talked with that about TM TMF one hundred and two. Uh, it's a great mic. You're not going to go wrong. Thank you, right about everything. Appreciate that. Um, Desi Mac, also with a diamond. Thank you. Afternoon. Thank you. Afternoon to you as well. Uh, Ranulf White Wolf with a diamond. Good morning from Korea. Good morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. High Impact Flex with a diamond as well. How did you guys get get monetized or remonetized? Uh, good to see you, Brian. Well, we sent uh, DLive a email and asked them to review our channel. Uh, and we didn't hear back, and then we didn't hear back, and actually haven't still heard back. Maybe they did send, maybe, maybe it's just like an hour before we went live or something. Uh, they didn't send us an email, but you can uh, write to them just through the regular support and just ask them, hey, can you please uh, review my channel, basically? Uh, will it last? Uh, I don't know, right? Could, could be that we talk about the wrong topic, and then they yank it again. So so who knows? Uh, maybe in a long term, but we appreciate it. It's very kind of deal live. Um, good to see you as well, Brian. Thank you for the diamond. High Impact Flicks. Uh, here on DLive, of course. Um, celebrate all is lost. Hello, sir. I hope you're doing well. Good to see you in chat as well. Sense of Ninja Gini. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, always good to see you. Nordic Prince with a Ninja Gini as well. Uh, good to donate here again. All the best to you, Henrik, and family. Well, thank you. I appreciate that as well. Uh, you know, we have some... Well, uh, we have some ideas of, of uh, what, what, basic, what basically needs to be done when it comes to... Uh, not only like the super chat situation, but you know, in our case, we have a uh, 
uh, you know, a member's website. We we do offer, you know, uh, exclusive content or premium content, whatever you want to call it, for, for those who are subscribers to our, to our member's website. And, you know, with all the shutdown of the credit card processors and this, this insane debanking or unbanking, uh, you know, trend that we're in, uh, it's clear that we will have to do something with Web 3.0 blockchain, uh, you know, distributed internet, uh, you know, decentralized internet, basically. And we are probably going to start working towards something like a uh, our own platform, right? And that could be a platform we also let other content creators onto, or we begin with a number of us or something like that. We, we are bouncing some ideas around about that. But basically, something that's blockchain, it, it has its own internal currency. And as far as I understand it, as long as you uh, have can be listed on a decentralized exchange, which I believe... I don't think they can stop that. That's the very idea of a decentralized exchange, that there's no one that has control over it. So people could exchange some Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever currency, whatever the uh, the decentralized exchange accept, uh, over to our currency, whether it's a ERC-20 token or whatever it is. Obviously, Ethereum has a major uh, you know, price issue with, uh, with transactions and stuff like that. But just the idea, like we can actually do our own token and maybe it'd have to be a stable coin because who knows what happens if someone just decides to sabotage the effort and buys everything up and then sells it to crash it or something, right? So, but at the same time, it could be interesting to have a token that actually can increase in value because that way maybe people will also invest in it and hold it, right? So I there's so many more questions I have than answers. There's things I have to kind of churn out when it comes to like uh, people that are more knowledgeable on blockchain than me, but some kind of platform decentralized get off the usd euro kind of you know circle circuit and get towards our own uh, uh, token based platform basically where you can pay for super chats uh, you can pay for uh, you know the members content and stuff like that and then if it grows big enough and we can maintain it uh, we can let other creators onto that platform as well so anyway that's some some of the ideas we're thinking about but uh, that's a pretty big project a lot of work a lot of research that has to go into something like that so we'll uh, we'll do the best we can but that's definitely the goal uh, since the censorship uh, issues won't uh, is no, probably not going to ease up at any any point soon. Uh, Ragnar Udinson over on Entropy Streams says, not sure if you know, but Alan Watt from Cutting Through the Matrix passed away last week. Shout out to your shows with him back in the day. Uh, really now, I'm not surprised. Wasn't he? Alan Watt was a, a chain smoker as far as I understood it. Um, can He was an Irish Irish guy, right? Was he Sc Scottish? Scottish. Ended up living in uh, uh, Canada, I believe. And he did a lot of good research over the... We had a falling out with him, and it was actually over the most silly thing you can ever imagine. Uh, we were just, frankly, getting bored and tired and sick of, of, of having him as a regular guest once. I think it was once a month or every other week, I forget what it was, in the early days. After a while, it just kind of got repetitive, and we just like, okay, Alan, you know, we like your work and stuff. Let's keep doing it, but just not a regular basis. And that, you know, the, the fuse blew, and oh my God, they're, they're, they, have, they have sold out. Uh, the globalists have gotten to them, and they they don't want me on their show anymore, which is not the case. But um, no, there's some good shows with uh, with Alan Watt in the uh, in the archives. He was uh, you know he read some of the you know UN documents and uh, you know UNESCO was very very well versed in like what the what the big boys the globalists are up to, even the World Health Organization and stuff like that. You know, in terms of pandemics and stuff, he talked about a lot of that. So it was uh, for the most part uh, spot on. Uh, but yeah, sad to hear that. Uh, a lot of uh, shows with him in the archives actually. Although we didn't have a good, uh, <laughs> a good, uh, you know, ending with him, basically. But I, I never had an issue with the guy. It was just complete uh, overreaction. Thank you for letting me know, though. I did, I did not hear about that. Uh, so uh, shout out to uh, to Alan Watt, another uh, truth researcher 
that has uh, passed away. Ian Crane, actually, I heard it the other day, too. He also passed away. I think he had some form of cancer. Uh, shout out to him and his family, of course. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're watching, but we did some shows with Ian Crane as well. Uh, so we appreciate them and their work and uh, their dedication to uh, uh, giving us the truth, basically. Right. Okay. So should we dive into some topics, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Um, F in chat. Yeah, exactly. F in chat. Oh, is his stream down again? But <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, exactly. F in chat for Alan Watt and uh, and Ian Crane. We appreciate that. Um, all right. So let's begin with let's begin with some uh, uh, some weirdness here. Uh, I guess hearkening back to uh, to our old uh, some of our old topics. Now, now, now this apparently has its explanation. Uh, so wait for it. What is that lower third? Trump's considering run for president. Uh, there we go. That, that's the right one. Floating ship spotted off Cornwall coast. Now, I think this is something for, um, I think this might be something for the flat earth, uh, crowd as well, because they have talked about these, you know, kind of optical illusions and things like this for, for some time. How is it? What was one of the, uh, things to talk about? How, how come you can see, uh, I forget the mathematics and the number. At one point years ago now, I, I, I did look at a couple of videos on it. So I thought, well, that's an interesting question. How do you explain that? Like, you, supposedly you, can, you should, should not be able to see, uh, example, a tall tower or something like that from far, far away. Because if it, you know, if it curves, it will, you know, it will, it will be hidden behind the curvature, right? But apparently, it won't possible explanation for that then. Because you can do that, like on a clear day. Uh, you know, you, if someone did that experiment across the great one of the Great Lakes, I believe, or something like that, and they could watch from the U.S. side over to the Canada side, and they saw this big stadium, which supposedly should be, you know, hidden under the behind the curvature, right? Um, but so if this is if this explanation holds, there's something that happens then with with the temperature or like an optical way that light bends. Now I don't know all the all the you know ins and outs of this here, but it's kind of interesting. Rare optical illusion left photographer stunned. A large tanker appeared to be floating off the south coast of England as an optical illusion caused by a rare weather phenomena. David Morris was walking along the coast by Falmouth, Falmouth maybe, uh, in Cornwall when he spotted the extraordinary optical illusion. He captured it in camera and later said he was stunned by the sight. The phenomena is known as superior mirage, according to BBC meteorologist David Brain. We can always trust the BBC, obviously. We know that. Uh, who said that the ship appeared to be floating due to a, quote, special atmospheric conditions that bend light. So I guess we're not looking at some kind of Philadelphia experiment thing here where basically he photographed it just before, you know, it whoop, sapped into existence, uh, back into our time and space, and then, you know, right down in the, uh, in the, in the ocean. I guess we're not looking at there here in this situation. Mr. Bain said the mirage is common in the Arctic Circle but can only very rarely be seen in the UK in winter. Uh, he said superior mirages occur because the weather condition known as a temperature inversion. Usually the air temperature drops as altitude rises, hence the, ben, hence the peak of Ben Nevis being older than Bournemouth Beach. I guess they're talking about Ben Nevis is, I guess, the highest point in, in, in the UK, right? Um, but in a temperature inversion, warm air sits on top of a band of cool air and plays with the human eye's perception. It's kind of interesting if it's just what you're saying. It's only affecting the, like the human eye of, of how we perceive the, the the light and how it's bending through the atmosphere. It's interesting. Since cold air is denser than warm air, it bends light towards the eyes of someone standing on the ground, 
or on the coast, changing how distant an object appears, Mr. Bain said. Superior mirages can pr produce a few different types of images. Here, a distant ship appears to float high above its actual position. But sometimes an object below the horizon can become visible. Maybe that's what happens with these um, uh, the curvature then or something. Uh, who knows, right? But maybe this is a clue to that. Uh, a similar site was spotted in Banff, uh, Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire, earlier the week by Colin McCallum, who shared his photo along with the, with the caption, Floating Boat. He was not fooled, however, despite doing a double take and explaining the phenomena to viewers. So there you go. Uh, I guess if this all's true, uh, don't be uh, don't be too alarmed. I, I, I guess there is an... I guess an is, there is an explanation for it, basically. All right, good stuff. Uh, we're going to switch and talk a little bit about the um, uh, the uh, the house. Uh, have now cleared uh, the one point nine trillion dollar COVID relief package as well. Um, let me see. Let me do this here real quick. Uh, who do we have? Beep uh, beep boogie with a diamonds. Um, Saved these for many days for you, XOXO. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's that's very kind of you. Uh, the the the, lem, the lemon party is back on, as it were. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, one point nine trillion. Uh, the House voted for it uh, today. Let's see what they say. Appears that the House has just passed President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. The final vote tally is somewhere around 220 to 211, with only one Democrat voting against it. No Republicans voted for it. The bill is now headed to the president's desk for his signature, and the White House says that that will happen on Friday. Democrats say that the American Rescue Plan provides broad relief that they hope will stimulate the economy after a year of pandemic induced pain. Now, some of the specific sectors getting dedicated funding include 26 for the restaurant industry. Airlines get another $15 billion. There's $7.25 billion to expand the payroll protection program, $1.7 billion for Amtrak, and easier rules for the live entertainment venues to what? access their aid. Now, the business... Yeah, we went, we went through some of this in the Weekend Warrior show, too, like some of the most bizarre things. Of course, illegal uh, immigrants, of course, are covered. They're going to get their $1,400. Uh, a lot of it, I saw some stuff online where they're pushing back, they're fighting back against it, whatever. Uh, but someone had said, really dropped a number that something like as much as 80% of the 1.9 trillion was going to foreign, uh, foreign nation. I'm, I'm not surprised, but it, it, it kind of, it kind of sounded a lot. I'm not surprised. I, I don't doubt it, but that's what they said. Um, I, I was, and, and again, you can't Google anything these days. If you, if you Google something and any, you know, duck, duck goes the same. Even uh, uh, Swiss cows, I noticed, is, is doing, especially if it's like Corona stuff or something like that, COVID pandemic stuff. Um, it just spits out all the official stuff and you can't really find any of the stories that like, you know, really uh, addresses this issue, right? But so uh, Pelosi, of course, uh, quickly to uh, run to the rescue. Help is on the way. Uh, they were celebrating this as a, as a huge uh, step forward. Actually, uh, businesses, small, small businesses are going to get an increased tax bill. After this, there's, as usual, these omnibus bills, they just they cram all kinds of nonsense uh, into these bills, uh, which should not, be the, should not be the case. You should pass one thing at a time, but this is what it's turned into. Let's see what uh, Nancy Pelosi said. On this occasion, and I think I can safely say, and I've said this to my colleagues in the House on the Democratic side, this is the most consequential legislation that many of us will ever be a party to. Who knows what the future may bring, but nonetheless, on this day, 
Yeah, exactly. Gender studies in Pakistan. Thank you, point, uh, Pointy 100. Right. We celebrate because we are honoring a promise made by our president as we join with him in promising that help is on the way. And with that, I'm pleased, as always, to welcome back to the House a former member here. On this occasion, and I think yeah, I can okay. safely say... Pause there. <clears throat> just, sorry, I was just, <laughs> just reading the chats. I get distracted. Uh, yeah, so help is on the way. Uh, on this day, we celebrate the most, I mean, the most ridiculous stuff uh, that's weaved in this. Wait, what is that update? No, this was the update here. Um, so, of course, Biden uh, couldn't even, uh, you know, issues. We're talking about a president that's going to save us and help us and all that kind of stuff. He can't even remember the name of the Pentagon as name and the name of his secretary of defense, uh, whose name is Lloyd Austin. I didn't know that, but he's the president. He should have. Listen to this. So I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about, and for recommending these two women for promotion. Thank you all. May God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Uh, all right. High energy. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to President. Now that was. Did you guys see this yet? The 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 two uh, was it? Were the generals right? Iowa, Biden tweeted this out, right? I want every child to know that this is what vice presidents and generals in the United States Armed Forces looks like. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That's the uh, that's the army that's going to be dropping bombs uh, on uh, on uh, brown people in the Middle East here uh, the next uh, four years, possibly even some more exciting locations. We'll uh, we'll just have to see. Uh, I think someone said, "Is it? Are they going to? Uh, they're going to nag their enemies uh, to death." Uh, update here. Biden's handlers aggressively prevent the press from asking POTUS any questions after his brief remarks at a DC hardware store. Let's listen. On that one quick point I want to make is that I said we're the oldest hardware store in DC. I also say we're the greenest hardware store in America. We have two urban farms actually in our building. We have Mary who's in the garage there and then we have Cultivate the City uh, which is an awesome rooftop garden. Uh, they exist on our, on our rooftop. But you can't, you're not going to be able to see it from from here, but if they want to give a wave. I see him. Yeah. And then we also have Don't jump. We need you. <laughs> All right. All right. And then if I could just. There's a crisis at the border, sir. On. Oh, holy smokes. Yep, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Our um, our savior. Uh <clears throat> our savior is gonna is gonna diversify the army, he's gonna not remember anything. Anyway, it's gotten so bad now that uh there are reporters and other uh, Democrats uh that are suggesting to use a hologram. Uh, in order to handle uh, Biden's public speeches. Uh, not a bad idea, and I'm sure we've seen 
you know, we've seen some of the breakthroughs with this technology before, and uh, some people have even speculated. Right? Well, I think one of the first ones was uh, uh, Prince. Was it Prince Philip or was it Prince Charles uh, that appeared as a hologram on stage? And I think initially people couldn't really tell. It was actually it was actually pretty uh, pretty good, right? Um, let me take these before I read the story here. Plain physics over on uh, entropystream.live for slash red eyes TV says freaky eyes Biden, pitch black like from an episode of the X-Files. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes they go real just dark. It's like the, you can't see any white in there. It's creepy. Plain phys physics again says, um, you know what can dilate the pupils like that? High doses of amphetamines. They probably dose him every time they trot him out. Like jumping a uh, like jumping a dying battery every time you have to start your car. Yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, there was the drug uh, test controversy, right, uh, during the debate with Trump. They just uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't do it, uh, which is kind of odd, right? And I'm sure that he's on all kinds of medications to prop him up and to keep him uh, moving along for I don't know what another year or so before either his mental capability will will decline so severely that they have to. You know, get him out, or again, they'll turn to technology. If they don't want Kamala to come in this soon, uh, they they might do something like this. And maybe some of them already have. I mean, I, who knows what they could do with deep fakes? If it's a TV interview, who knows, right? Who knows? Um, my mind is not, is not closed to those possibilities uh, that they would use that kind of technology, right? Uh, yeah, so claims officials within the administration are mulling it over. The Hill reporter Cheryl Atkinson has suggested that the White House could use hologram technology to help Joe Biden deliver public speeches. According to Atkinson, officials with the administration are mulling over far-fetched speculation that upon further examination starts to look like uh, look almost like it is not completely outside of the realm of the possible. The journalist highlighted how AI and deepfake technology is becoming so indistinguishable from reality that it can make people who didn't say or do something look very much like they said or did the thing. Some years ago, a government source with access to intelligence at the highest levels explained to me, without divulging any classified information, that any technological thing we can imagine is actually being researched or accomplished in the secret channels of our government. And he told me, Things that are beyond our ability to imagine are also being done. Now, we covered, go back a few no-go zones. If, you, if you're new to the show or didn't see those, go back to those that we did where we covered some of the some of the crazy new technology, right, that they're wheeling out. I, I, let me show you those real quick here. Um, if you go to the members' website, they're on Red Eyes TV too, of course. Uh, but these ones specifically... Um, this one here from, uh, when is this from again? What date was this? Uh, December 9th on the uh, Psycho Neurobiology and War on Man. Check out that, especially the ha second half. And then I did follow up on this one uh, from December 16th of on just some of the tech that they're working, working on because it is, I mean, it is incredible, right, what they're doing. Uh, we're looking actually a little bit later if we have time to look at some of the uh, uh, some of the computer brain interfaces and stuff like that, too. Have a little segment on that later. Anyway, Joe Biden isn't a hologram, it continues here. But if he wanted to be, and if powerful people with access to the latest technology wanted to make him one, it seems as though there might be a little they, could, uh, they couldn't accomplish, she concludes. Biden has yet to take part in a press conference or address the nation, although he is set to do that tomorrow to mark the one-year anniversary of the coronavirus shutdown. Is that so? Was this from today? Maybe that already happened. I think this is a couple of days ago. Uh, no, that's from today. Okay, okay, so that's tomorrow then. The 78-year-old's habit of stumbling through sentences and forgetting words and names have left staffers keen to keep Biden away from reporters. Uh, as we highlighted yesterday, Biden's had always had a panic attack when journalists began asking him a question during a visit to a hardware store 
in DC, just as we saw, right? Uh, playing physics over on Entropy Stream says that's a good point with the holograms. They had to screw Bernie over because it wouldn't have um, it would have made the weekend at Bernie's play too obvious later on. Uh, yeah, that's right, exactly. Uh, yeah, Bernie. I mean, I'll tell you, Jesus, they have screwed him over so many times, and he's lined up, of course, right with them, and uh, and backed them up every time. It's incredible. Uh, Mr. Ninja Berg over on uh, D Live, D Live TV slash Red Ice TV. I guess we for now we're back in the game. Uh, over on that platform, we need a Biden hologram journalist who believes uh, he is totally not senile. Exactly. I mean, we need to, uh, I think we should accomplish that. We, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, if there is any kind of de uh, degradation here over time or, or how quickly they can manage the situation. Uh, because I'm sure that uh, there are good days and better days. And this is kind of usually the nature of these kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, cognitive decline type of illnesses uh, that Biden seems to suffer from. Uh, but I'm sure if they can, uh, you know, if they can wheel out a, a, an option, more or less, and make people believe it, then uh, they, they will definitely do that. Um, okay. So check out the, I have a little segment here on basically like where, where, where our society is going. It, it's where it's, I'm not, you know, it, you look at this stuff and you're just like, we've, we've, our civilization has just fallen, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not completely over. Uh, but when it comes to kind of the official world, you know, some of those things. Uh, it definitely feels like it when you're uh, looking at that. But before we look at that, let me uh, do this one here with uh, from Bill Hoover uh, on Entropy Stream. It says, I wonder if the POC Biden, uh, wonder if the, I guess, yeah, the POC, the person of color or people of color Biden slaughtered in Syria supports BLM. Also, have ever heard of James Trafficanti? He was, or tra yeah, Trafficanti, isn't that how you pronounce it? Uh, it was a congressman from the 90s and extremely based. Yes, I have. There's actually a really good, uh, some really good clips with him. Now, he, as far as I understand it, was the guy who honed in primarily on the drug uh, trade and the CIA, um, you know, connections. I think he was one of the guys who researched, like, the Clintons and their, you know, Mena, Arkansas and all that kind of stuff, uh, deeper ties. I think that's him. He died back in 20, was it 2014? I'm trying to just Google that real quick here. Yeah, that's him, James Trafficant. I think it was pronounced Trafficante. Um, he did some, that can actually be worth the revisit. I, I think we should do that at some point. Uh, might not have time tonight, but definitely uh, worth to follow up on. You know, there's some really good, like older documentaries, like, you know, of the, uh, uh, of the, the, uh, the Iran-Contra era and stuff like that. And uh, Trafficante was just super outspoken of like the corruption. Uh, of the uh, of the U.S. government and CIA connections, the military and stuff like that. So that's a good tip. Thank you for the reminder there, Bill. I appreciate that. Uh, Plain Physics also over on Entropy says we need the holograms for when enough people vote for Mickey Mouse that he actually wins. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's next. Thank you, Plain Physics. So check out this here. Here's just the, uh, the of the of the to the total decay of our society segment here. Um, completely reasonable uh, stuff that's happening in our world. Check this out. And a case that had so many of you just, frankly, outraged. We are talking about a plea deal the 4th Judicial District Attorney's Office gave to a child molester, a deal that included no jail time. And tonight, Chief Investigative Reporter Eric Ross has learned there are more victims who claim the same man molested them. We question the DA's controversial decision to let Hector Gonzalez walk away on probation after admitting to repeatedly molesting a child. To date, District Attorney Dan May will not sit down and explain why his office made a deal with a sex offender. 
And sadly, we've now learned that since our original story aired back in October, as many as nine more girls have filed police reports, oh, alleging good. they too were molested Let by the early. same man. Let out early. People go to jail for far less than, than what this man did. We I first mean, met Valerie Montoya last year, outraged by a deal that allowed Hector Gonzalez to plead guilty to sexually assaulting a child and walk away on probation. Why should this man get to ride off into the sunset like he did nothing? Our investigation discovered the same district attorney's office that let Gonzalez off last year decided not to pursue similar charges years earlier. Gonzalez was arrested for molesting more young girls back in 2009, but the district attorney's office decided not to prosecute the case. Those sexual assault survivors gathered enough strength to sit down and talk with us. All these years later, they say they are still traumatized by what they experienced. You struggle with it every day. Um, I have anxiety. Um, sometimes I even have panic attacks. I'm paranoid about everything. Uh, ever since all this has happened, um, I'm scared of him finding me, killing me, um, molesting me again. Um, it's just changed who I am completely. These girls broke their silence and had a hunch there were more victims. Now we know as many as nine more girls living in Colorado Springs and Fountain have filed police reports. We're still working to learn the exact dates of when the crimes reportedly happened. As of today, the DA's office has remained silent about where these new cases stand. Yeah, so there you go. That, this is the kind of world we live in, right? We got to open up the prisons to the, uh, the criminals, the child molesters and all that stuff. Because they got to free up space for the thought criminals, right? They got to they got to free up space for the seventy four million. Uh, have you guys seen? There's actually a website now too. Seventy four million dot was it dot net dot org or something like that. Um, that's the priority. These people didn't didn't do anything, right? Here's the uh, here's the era uh, that we're in right now, right? The patriarchy kills my vibe. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I saw some of these and I just like. This is, this is, it's, it's, it's over. Total, as this person said, total collapse is coming. Uh, only fans account uh, advertised on people's cars, right? And, and uh, this is the, <laughs> those are, I think most of you know, but for those of you who don't know, this is basically like, you know, digital prostitution. This is what girls have turned to after the coronavirus pandemic and stuff like that to make some money. Uh, a lot of them are complaining also, I guess, uh, that uh, that they can't make enough money. They say they're on there 24 hours a day and they can't make a lot of money because everyone is on there. But also note the family picture or the family, what do you call those, the stickers of the family down to the bottom bottom left of the window there. So they're promoting their their OnlyFans account, Barbie7327 uh, uh, on OnlyFans. And it seems to be, I would assume then, a mother with, what is that, three three children, four children? Maybe even five. Good times, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Good times. We're in uh, we're in wonderful times. Uh, now we talked about this in the Weekend Warrior show. We show Lauren Witzke's uh, uh, perma banning from Twitter uh, for simply writing uh, demonic back to uh, to this person right here, um, Alok Vaidmenon, a trans activist and writer, who had said. Among other things, these days the narrative is that the transgender people will come into bathrooms and abuse little girls. The supposed purity of the victims has remained stagnant. There are no princesses. 
Little girls are also kinky. Your kids aren't as straight and narrow as you think. And so Witsky said demonic back to this person. And then, of course, she was perma-banned from it. But I was, it's good. I've actually said breaking 911, their website, uh, where they had it's, uh, an opinion time. It's time, opinion piece, rather. It's time we fight back against the sexualization of children. Uh, but no, uh, not in this area. It's being defended. But it's the, what is the term? The minor attracted persons or something like that. It's like it's... We're we're right there basically. We're we're right there, and the defense of people like this is the sign that we are right at the brink, right at the cusp of being in a position where basically you opposing uh, child sex abuse is is uh, is criminal in in and of itself, right? We know that the media already, you know, this is one of the reasons why they came down on QAnon so hard is, but they believe there are child sex rings run by elites at the very top. And they're spending more time and effort counter-signaling this stuff uh, when, of course, uh, we know that it's an epidemic. It's, it's out of control, right? Uh, so I guess one uh, one guy that's trying to uh, turn the ship around is uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, who now claims that he is ex-gay and devoting his life to Catholicism. Now, wasn't he... Uh, maybe chat... I don't, I'm not following too much of this gentleman, but uh, maybe people in chat... Wasn't he married to a black guy or something like that? Has he is he divorced? Is he he's not doing the gay thing anymore? Was it was a choice for him then? Is that what it is, or or is it that he's he turns to one of these uh, Catholic saints and that's going to hopefully keep him away from uh, from sex? Now keep in mind, wasn't he abused himself by a by some kind of clergy or pr- priest or something like that? I think that that was w- what he said um, in some stream or something and. He was like, oh, that was fine. Or he excused it or something. I forget what the controversy kind of was. But it's it's kind of interesting like that the guy is he's going full circle around of the of the of the abusee becoming the abuser, right? Where he's even he I I've seen some of his I, I occasionally look at his telegram page. Um and and he does these prayer things all the time now, and it's that's all it is. It's just like that, that, you know, it's kind of like another in a way, it's better, don't get me wrong. If you can suppress that and turn to religion, good for you, right? Great, I'm not saying that. But you, but you can kind of clearly see that is another type of like addiction to something. If you have an addictive personality, usually you have to go to the root of that and work on that. Or a lot of people will just jump from one thing to another. And right now, it's just like super gung-ho Catholicism, which of course is much better. Don't get me wrong. But what if he's turning into some kind of priest here? What if he wants to become some clergy or something, right? Uh, and we're right back in that lo- that cycle of abuse that continues uh, where he does things to boys that was done to him. Who knows, right? So I don't know if you can be uh, ex-gay like that until you, uh, unless you, I guess, fell into the trap by by virtue of propaganda or something like that. Um, all right, let me, <laughs> let me do these on uh, uh, DLive here. Uh, Parth- pa- Pantheon, I think it is. Let me blow this up a bit here. Uh, Par Parhelion, I think you're right. Par Parhelion, thank you for uh, the uh, diamond. I appreciate that. White Rabbit Radio is hosting. Good to see you, Tim. Thank you for that. I saw that uh, VPFM was hosting as well. Shout out to you guys. Uh, good to see you all in White Rabbit Radio with the diamonds as lemons. Cheers. I hope you and your family all are well. Thank you, Tim. Uh, really, uh, really kind of you. Thank you for the diamond. Everything is good here. Uh, I had a little bit of a spat of uh, of some kind of bu- uh, stomach bug here uh, last week, a couple of weeks week ago. Um, week and a half ago, but we're coming out of it. So uh, thank you. Good to see you, Tim. Uh, as always, make sure you follow the uh, White Rabbit Radio here on DLive as well. Uh, let me see here. Um, right about everything over on Entropy Streams says, great, Milo's infiltrating the super straights. 
Uh, yeah, what is what, what was that with the super straights? I was looking for some clarity in that. I got I I I missed the boat on that one. Is, is there some? It's some kind of trolling campaign, I think, some making fun of it or something, right? I, I saw it in passing, and it's like, I, I got to look into that. Uh, I was so busy over the weekend. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's a, a great Milo's infiltrating the super straights on the road to Vimerica, checking out new uh, places to move, looking at the PNW next month. Um, any recommendation place in Idaho to check out? PNW. Uh, but looking at the PNW next month. Pacific Northwest? Is that what? Yeah, there's got to be where it is. <laughs> I'm dumb on the abbreviation sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, northern northern Idaho, Idaho I'd, re I'd recommend that uh, for for sure. Um, you know, it's as, almost as close up to the Canadian border from, uh, what is it, Bonners Ferry up there, I guess. That's that's very close there. But then it's Sandpoint, then it's Quad Lane, then you go further south eventually. That, but that's, that's far further away. That, that's like Boise or whatever. But... Uh, Northern Idaho. That's what I would uh, I would recommend. Uh, but yeah, there, there's some there's some great places. But at the same time, I, I, you know, Oregon, Washington. If you're if you're thinking of that area, it's it, it's I know it, it. I don't think it will let up with the COVID stuff. I, I think it will just continue. You will have climate lockdowns next. You will have uh, lockdowns to save democracy. All, all the shit is coming. Um, they've done it once. You know, with the with the. Um, you know, with with the pand the scandemic as 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 the root of it, so they will uh, continue doing it on, on other things next. Even if they don't, you know, just continue with the vaccination and the passports and all that kind of stuff. You need to be uh, in a county that is standing up to this stuff and and don't do any of the mask bullshit and stuff like that. And so, therefore, Northern Idaho is very good uh, so far on that. So it's very encouraging. Um, Black, you, you feel free to reach out. By the way, redeyesatprotomail.com. Send us an email. Uh, and uh, be happy to uh, to uh, hook you up and give us some recommendations and stuff like that too. Uh, Black Philip over on Intipus Stream. Henrik, I know you guys are very pro crypto. What do you think of investing in the Odyssey crypto if the platform takes off? Also, um, it's so hard to convince boomers about crypto. They hate it. Sigh. Reminds me, I saw this funny meme. I, I got to bring it up. Speaking of boomers. Um, yeah, uh, the library token, right? All LBRY. I think it's actually pretty decent. Uh, it, it could very well be uh, a good option uh, that might in itself work. I just, you know, when I talked earlier about like the possibility of doing our, our own kind of platform, it would be to avoid the the, the day when someone gets the, the, their claws into the libraries or the odysseys of this world, right? Uh, so, you know, just kind of avoid that. Here's here's the meme. Check this out. A good friend in a uh, Telegram channel that shared a boomer. Uh, <laughs> the deep state and global cabal of cannibal elites. Uh, they thought that they, they could get away with it, but they never prepared for the boomer with a computer. Quef Malone. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, jokes to the side. Uh, yeah, I, we, so you, you make, uh, library tokens if you have videos on the platforms we we have some of those i guess they're kind of tied up in the platform you, you stake them i think as well or something like that um the, i was also checking something called video was it video.coin or video no videocoin.io was it um video.coin i think it was the video.coin videocoin sorry guys i'm no it's videocoin.io and I, who knows? I, I got a little bit in it because I was going to test it and see uh, if it's possible. I think these platforms could be really good to kind of use as a um, 
to use as a kind of an, an example or something like that, or like see where where they where they go if it's doable, because you never know if they will censor or something like that, right? But they claim that they have video video infrastructure video infrastructure uh, for the blockchain enabled internet. And so I got some of those coins, uh, video coins, to try to test it out and do a stream with them. Uh, I haven't been able to tile all of it together yet. It didn't seem super intuitive. There were a couple of steps you had to do and stuff like that, but that's another one I'm keeping an eye on. Obviously, the library is much more established already. They're, they're basically doing it as far as I understand it. So I'd probably turn to them first, right? Uh, but uh, it wouldn't, let me put it this way, it wouldn't hurt to have our own uh, of some kind or, or spread out, maybe as on multiple uh, ones of them. Uh, but yeah, there's there's more to say about that. But thank you, um, uh, thank you for the input there, Black Philip. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the, that's the Odyssey crypto yeah, library. Yeah, that, that's right. That is the the uh, the Odyssey crypto. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's let's play a little bit from this clip here. I wanted to talk about this, continuing this uh, the, the depravity segment here. Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Now he's some kind of actor. I, I forget. I don't think I've seen him in anything. Uh, the headline here is doing everything to raise his child as gay. Now, I thought it wasn't the, I thought the, um, I thought the claim here was that the, the evil was made when you were tr attempting to impose something on someone, on a child, right? You, the, 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 the liberals at least have this idea. You have to be completely hands off and then it can turn into anything. Who knows what it will become, right? It could become a door knocker. Uh, or a or a or you know a, a unicorn. Uh, the new gay dad is playing Britney Spears and reading books on drag queens to his baby, but he'll love him if he comes out as straight anyway. Uh, so this guy did a interview on was it uh, Ellen DeGeneres? Uh, it's nine minutes. We might not look at all of it. Let's let's just, let's play a little bit from this. Between here. friends, please welcome Jesse Tyler Ferguson. <laughs> You, I know it's 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 really nice having a live audience there, but you are just as funny and clever and effervescent without them. So like you're doing an amazing job. Thank I you. Thank, you. At home. Thank you so much, Jesse. That's so sweet. Um, first of all, I want to compliment you on your pretty kitchen. That's a very pretty kitchen you're in. Yeah. Is it is it yeah. a little on the nose that I'm doing this from a kitchen talking about a cookbook? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's smart. It's smart. Brings it right back. A, a cookbook? Is, he, is that what he's there to plug? A cookbook? All right. If we stray from the, the conversation, it goes right back to the kitchen. <laughs> but first, before we get to that, uh, you haven't, uh, I haven't seen you since you became a dad. And you have uh, Beckett, is that his name? Yeah. How old is he? Yeah, um, he is uh, eight months old uh, as of yesterday. <laughs> Come, Come on. on. <laughs> how is he? How is it? How's it being a dad? And what's he like? I mean, it's his. We're still figuring out his personality. This is a funny thing about kids that they, they don't tell you. Like, it's a new person in your life, and just still figuring out his personality. What? It's kind of odd, odd thing to say. I mean, I get sure. Of course, they have a, a personality at eight months, but like, but bar barely. He's, that's why I haven't figured it out yet, because he barely has one. It's like anyone else do that comes into your life. It's like, you got to figure out if you like them. Like, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. I really do, I really do like him. He's really sweet. So, uh, yeah, I guess unconditional love. Uh, that's what he's talking about right there. Boy, 
Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I've been maybe some, uh, maybe some spirit cooking. Yeah, I saw some cooking with the band word in, in chat. Maybe some spirit cooking. That's a, wanting to become a dad for a long time. And I was sort of waiting for Justin's timeline. He's 10 years younger than me. So I was like, you let me know when you're ready. But like, I'm ready yesterday. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, the younger the better, I think, because uh, then you're going to start running after him soon. So you're singing to him. Does he enjoy the singing? And what are you singing to him? It's it's a lot of show tunes, because that's what I like. So, um, you know, we're raising him gay until he decides he's straight. Okay. Um, and <laughs> now, that, on the, on the way of course, that's a joke, right? That's That's a joke. We're joking. But at the same time, they're not, right? Because they know, many of these guys, they, they know that they want them to be like them, right? Uh, so they will enforce that. Imagine, um, I, can, I, can, I can just imagine someone being uh, being canceled from whatever, let's assume it was an actor, someone who's famous or have something, you know, they have a book or their music you know, person, whatever, uh, an artist or something, saying that we're intentionally raising him non non-homosexual <laughs> you know you know that they would be going after the guy you know that they would be doing that uh or the gal uh, but so in this case it's totally fine he was he's just joking about this uh i don't know just poor uh, poor kid that's uh, that's all i can say um okay so let's uh let's do this let's talk about um you know the continued uh witch hunt is of course continuing after the uh after the uh, uh january 6th uh, event and stuff like that and I'm going to look at this clip. I've seen him many times on MSNBC. He's an analyst with them, uh, Malcolm Nance, uh, who talks regularly about just anything, just white supremacy, white people are crazy, they're all, all terrorists, this kind of rhetoric. So let's take a look at a, a clip here he's talking with, I think this is on uh, Sirium, uh, Sirius XM radio. Yeah, the Dean Obadiah show, Obadallah show, never heard of it. Where he's talking about this. Uh, before we do that, Plain Physics on Entropy Stream says, I would purchase Red Ice Cohen. Yeah, there you go. Obviously, we would not use that name. You know, we'd do something a little bit more, you know, broader in that sense. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it necessarily, uh, to be honest. But uh, yeah, something a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe free speech or something with, you know, we have to come up with a good name and good kind of concept. But but I'm glad you're willing to um, uh, to go in as an investor playing physics. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. Anyway, let's uh, switch to Nance here uh, to see what he said about the, he's he's expecting or, or predicts that's the word a terrorist and paramil paramilitary insurgency. Uh, yes, that seems absolutely plausible. Let's listen. You know the the, the time of risk is is is. Uh, when it comes to Trump and his supporters, comes more when he starts to open his mouth. Yes. Okay. But Trump doesn't give two flying flips uh, exactly what his followers think of what he's saying. He just wants them to send them $5 donations to his new super PAC. And he, and he understands that. You know, a fool and his money are soon parted. And, it, you know, and again, it goes to that old Lyndon Johnson trope about if you can <clears throat> ruin coin like philip says yeah not bad not a bad idea <laughs> i think yeah exactly i think someone says isn't that what thor is i think there is a rune uh some kind of rune i think it's just the, the the abbreviation of the 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 what, what's the word again the the shorthand for the coin is is rune uh, i'll have to check that out you can convince uh, the poorest white man that he's better than the most educated wealthiest black man ah uh, let me go you know I, 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 I missed that and he and he understands that you know, a fool and his money are soon parted. And, it, you know, and again, it goes to that old Lyndon Johnson 
trope about if you can convince uh, the poorest white man that he's better than the most educated, wealthiest black man, you know, he'll turn out his pockets inside out for you. And that's what Donald Trump's yeah. shtick is all about. To Trump, it seems like power because taking power away from the Republican Party, the RNC, you know, the Republican Senate Campaign Committee and giving it to him is a sign of his ability to, to cheat, the you know, to cheat uh, his followers. But it's also a sign of power. They'll donate five bucks a month every month to Donald Trump personally as a man. The question is, how is he going to, to weaponize his real political base? Well, the only way he can is the only way that he's always done is to incite things. And so he's going to and I and I, I this is what the entire thesis of my book was. And I started it last August. He is going to incite a political insurgency and it will lead to a terrorist and paramilitary insurgency. And it's not going to be like he's going to wake up one day and say, attack, you know, the, the White House, it's being defiled and people are going to come down with pitchforks and torches. No, no, no. It's going to be the way he said it. These, this government's illegitimate. Their agents are illegitimate. The FBI director is a traitor. We're going to wake up someday and some group is going to carry out the plan in Michigan to take over a state house or kill a governor or assassinate congressmen. Let me tell you, the book, The Turner Diaries, that Timothy McVeigh lived by was exactly about this, a white supremacist uprising in America. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Sure, that's uh, that's coming any 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 day now. I, I, I'm sure. So this guy, Nat, Malcolm Nance. I'm just checking his uh, wiki real quick here. Uh, United States Navy. He's doing uh, uh, intelligence and stuff like that. But a lot of focus on ISIS and Islam and Islamic, uh, you know, uh, terrorism and things like that. <clears throat> but as usual, of course, as as a lot of people predicted early on after. The Patriot Act's coming to play, and then you know things begin to switch, and now it's white, white Al Qaeda, and these kinds of things. It's much developed in that same um, trajectory, right? Gone from doing books about Al Qaeda and Bin Laden. Uh, here's one on, I guess, Russia: how Putin cyber spies and WikiLeaks try to steal the 2016 election. Uh, oops, I guess I guess they can talk about uh, the uh, the a stolen election. That's that's not a problem, you see. And uh, in 2016, defeating ISIS, who are they? How do they fight and what they believe? And then it starts switching, right? Uh, combating terrorist and foreign fighter traveler task force in the U.S. Uh, Household and Security Committee, um, which is potentially that they're talking more of, of domestic terrorism and things like that, foreign fighters, blah, blah, hacking ISIS, the plot to destroy America, how Putin and his spies are undermining America and dismantling the West. Uh, and latest one, 2019, how do the plot to betray America... How Team Trump embraced our enemies, compromised our security, and how we can fix it. Uh, so this guy is totally legit, totally uh, uh, you know on on par uh, when it comes to predicting what uh, what Trump and his supporters are going to do. Uh, by the way, sh a quick shout out there, uh, just because it was fun. Yes, Thor Chain, I guess is is the uh, is the crypto. Uh, Rune is the abbreviation, whatever you call it. Uh, it seems to be doing pretty well there too. By the way, so uh, that's that's out of the picture. Uh, completely, if uh, we're going to do something on that. Anyway, so as we know, uh, you know, white people are, of course, the most dangerous, you know, despite, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, 
all these other issues happening and, and, and stuff like that, uh, despite the white people are targeted most for uh, violence and things like that. Got to kind of drum this idea into people that like you got to watch out for Trump supporters. You got to watch out for these uh, these white people. Uh, and uh, check out this clip here. Just random attacks. This is a kind of stuff that white people do, right? Uh, New York poli Police Department looking for suspect who shoved 81-year-old man in an unprovoked attack. Check this out. There's that, uh, that's that dangerous white guy right there. For the zoom in, there we go. So, you know, completely uh, uh, reasonable. Uh, no worries whatsoever. It's uh, it's a random white terrorist that you have to uh, that you have to look out for, because uh, that's the that's the problem. That's the big uh, big bad uh, big bad enemy we should all be focusing on, uh, because it's whites that commit the most crime and most random things like that, right? So they, uh, you know, it's it's important to have that narrative, and that's people like Malcolm Nance on MSNBC are continuing kind of drumming up that type of not only rhetoric but that type of uh, what's the right word. Uh, hysteria really around this too that it's like you know remember the, the the we showed the breakdown of what the Dems versus the Republicans were most concerned with let me pull that in here real quick this, this could be good to show to 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 this is I, I think it's completely media driven now the GOP I think is is more anchored in you know more anchored in reality uh, their number one concern illegal immigration lack of support for the police high taxes liberal bias in the mainstream media uh, general moral decline of the country, socialism, Antifa violence. When I'm looking at that, it's like, yeah, that's that's some of the stuff that's happening. That's really going on. Uh, but if you are polling Democrats and asking them what they're most concerned with, number one on that list, we showed this a while ago, but it can be good to show this again. Donald Trump's supporters is number one on that list. Number two, white nationalism. Two, uh, three, systemic racism. Four, gun violence. Five, Americans lacking health care. Now, that I, I, that I agree with, right? Uh, it's out of control with the prices and shit like that. Uh, domestic terrorism, which I guess is, is then white, that's white terrorists, right? Uh, police brutality, discrimination against LGBTQ Americans, sexism, voter suppression, student debt, and capitalism. Uh, so it's, it's worlds apart, but they're drumming up this just witch hunt uh, environment. Uh, where people have this developed this irrational fear for white people. And of course, that's why we live in a system where everything turns anti-white. And it's almost justified to, you know, hence then, uh, if these people are, are are able to incite the violence, other people who think that it's real would then go out and execute and act on that violence. That's the big problem and that's the danger, right? Um, so speaking of, check out this clip. This is actually interesting. Uh, Adam Green, no more news, good coverage, uh, as usual, a lot of things. He linked up a short clip by um or from david sheen we, we've talked about him in the past he i think he's a i'm not sure if he's in israel uh if he's an israeli citizen or if he's in america i forget what what he is he might be actually just teaching on, on some american university or something like that uh but he's been attacked many times for being very anti-israel and and of course that's uh, that's they don't like that right but listen to the the, the setup here too right because they're telling us all the time, Nazism is the biggest problem, right? the neo-Nazis are bad and white supremacists and stuff like that. Uh, but this is an interesting take. You, you guys might have heard some of this uh, work before uh, of who, who makes the best Nazis, right? Listen to this here. It is fair to, to say that the Kahanists did stand up to real live Nazis, you know. 
Uh, it wasn't just in, in, uh, in word, but also in deeds. So they would actually send bombs to the heads of the U.S. Nazi party. You know, they didn't always explode, but they would send them. And uh, not, not only would they, you know, confront the, 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 the leaders of the Nazi party, but, you know, think of at that time, we actually have Nazis uh, organizing marches in the streets of the, of the United States. This is, uh, at this. that time, a guy who, who organized a white power rally, and of course you need to fill out a form, submit it to Philadelphia City Hall in order to get a permit, right? So, so he writes there, you know, for the, what's the reason for the, for the demo, for the demonstration? Well, it's going to be a white power rally to show to white masses the unity of the white race and that N-word and Jews are cowards. And... Uh, you know, what signs are you going to have at the demonstration? Oh, we're going to have signs that say, gas, commie, Jews, and Hitler was right. So he submits the paperwork, and of course, in response, the, the Jewish Defense League, you know, is like, all right, well, we're going to get this guy. We're going to show him what's what. We're going to confront them in the streets of Philadelphia. We're not going to allow this to pass. Sounds good, right? Until you find that the head of the Jewish Defense League in Philadelphia was the same guy who organized the Nazi rally, Mordechai uh-huh. Levy. He just did it under <laughs> another name, under a pseudonym, of but course. he actually organized yep. that Nazi yep. rally. Why would he do that? Why would the head of the Jewish Defense League organize a white supremacist rally? Well, again, as I've been explaining to you, it's about that anti-diasporism that is the third plank of the now, platform. Now, this is, a, this is, and we, you know, we've talked, this is not like, oh, my mind is completely blown. We've talked about this in the past, right? But think of this also from the perspective of, uh, of actually bringing in large swaths of, of uh, Islamic, is Muslims into, into, into the West, right? To Europe specifically. In the U.S., it's a, you know, slightly different, but it's still, still an issue, uh, but definitely in Europe, right? That you have these religious, religious fundamentalists, right? Who are, uh, hell-bent on making sure that every Jew leave Europe and they leave America and they go to Israel to fulfill you know, the covenant and the third temple and all this kind of stuff. But behind this is this incentive that they have to create a, a fear that you can't live in Europe, you can't do this, uh, you, you got to get out of America because that will fulfill the prophecy. Essentially, they would, if they don't find the threat, we can't fi- if white people basically aren't bad enough to fulfill this role of being these horrible Nazis or white supremacists, well, then we'll have to take on that role and we'll have to do that to convince uh, other people, uh, other Jews in, in uh, Europe and America to leave Europe and to go to Israel, right? So this is an interesting take on it. Meaning, well, in Kahana's own words, you know, he said, we want all of our kids to go to Israel. There is no future for the Jews in America. There's only one thing. Now, of course, they have an ethnostate. Take advantage of it. Why not, right? But it's interesting how how it's spun. That it's like if it's true that the, one of the incentives is that well, if whites won't do it, let's import, you know, let's promote multiculturalism, open the borders, let in large swaths of of Muslims, and because then we can keep up this. Well, like I said, it isn't a lie anymore. Then that all this anti-Semitic violence, whites get blamed, of course, but they're not the ones actually doing the violence, right? And you would create a scenario where they have nowhere left to go, which hence would fulfill the prophecy. Uh, they can build their third temple and, and you know, whatever. They're, they're going to take over the world, whether, whatever the religious prophecy, prophecy actually dictates at that point, right? That will bring Jews over to Israel in any large scale from any Western country. Anti-Semitism. And of course, if there's not enough of it, then 
he would have to create it. That's it. Exactly. If it's not, and, and that seems to be not the case, right? It wasn't enough. So they have to, they have to make it themselves. I don't know. I thought it was a, <laughs> thought it was a good, uh, thought it was a good clip uh, to demonstrate to you. And as some of you guys are aware of this, but things are not always uh, what they seem when it comes to, uh, when they try to blame how bad white people are, right? All right, so uh, continuing on this vein here, let me close a couple of these windows. Um, hundreds of illegals walk across border into Arizona. Again, remember, white people are the problem. Uh, people who think the border issue is a problem. Uh, again, this came up now with Biden in the clip we looked at earlier. Uh, you know, Biden, there's a crisis. The border, what are you going to do uh, do with it, basically, or, or um, do to to stop it? No, no questions answered. Uh, the former Department of Homeland Security, I believe, or was it ICE? I forget. Uh, he was sitting, we played a clip in Weekend Warrior. He was sitting talking about how uh, these family detention centers, uh, which now, of course, you know, Trump, when he did it, it was cages and he's holding kids in cages and stuff. Uh, Biden continues to do it. Now it's fine. Ease off on it. it you know, it's just, it's detention centers now. Uh, but regardless, it's not good enough. They're, they basically are stopping holding people to ensure that they can do background checks on them and to see who they are that they claim they are. So they can claim it's a family, but we don't know. Sometimes the coyotes come in, they have kids with them to pose like they're a family, to be let in, all this kind of stuff. They kidnap kids um, in, in the uh, South American countries, bringing them with them over the border to pretend that they're a family and, and to, to, to let go, to be released. Uh, so now Biden has, has brought in this policy where it's basically catch and release. They're not holding them longer than 72 hours at these family detention centers. Uh, and who knows how much they can actually find out in that time period. So they're effectively becoming welcome centers, which is one of the reasons why these caravans are now forming. Again, because there is an incentive there right now. It's basically saying, well, you know, the borders are basically wide open again. They'll let everybody in. It won't be as harsh. Uh, so be, let the... Let the flooding begin, right? So anyway, here's the uh, here's the clip right here. The tip of the iceberg near y Yuma, Arizona, as immigrants begin to flood into the U.S., responding to Joe Biden's open borders, catch and release policy. And um, there was an additional thing. You know, I'm not too concerned with the COVID stuff and, and, you know, whatever, right? But to those who are concerned with it, it's a goddamn good question. Why are these people let in without any tests, even if they have been tested positive, they're still let go. They're bringing in COVID-19 into the country. Now, I personally don't think that's a big deal, but let's use their talking points against them. You know, if, if you don't wear a mask, you're practically like killing people, right? These people, totally fine. They get a pass. Here's the clip. You can see they're moving the detainees to transportation. Looks like there's a bus down the road. Uh, but you can see the, What's going on, brother? You can see the number of uh, of them that showed up. Uh, yep, there we go. And loops around. So perfectly fine. <clears throat> no problem whatsoever. Let me uh, go out of that view there. Uh, what's happening? There we go. Um, yeah, the footage was tweeted by U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, who wrote, the tip of the iceberg is near. Um, let me see here. Let me start to read here. All the new COVID cases in the... Okay, yeah, this is interesting. A recent caller to Garrett Lewis's radio show in Tucson helped to shed some light on that question as he relates... Yeah, how many have COVID, that question. As he related that, according to his wife, who is a nurse at Banner Hospital, almost all of the new COVID cases in the hospitals are illegal aliens. If they were concerned with this 
as much as they try to claim that they are, they would stop these people from coming in. They would give them tests, or, or at the ver at the base minimum, they would like force them to take the vaccine or something, quarantine them, and then release them. But the fact that they don't care about that shows you the hierarchy of of of, of needs, or or you know, in the pyramid of of subversion and propaganda. Anti-whiteness uh, replaces replaceism, right? That's number one. COVID stuff, yeah, as long as we can impose that on Americans themselves, that's that's totally fine. All bullshit, right? Complete bullshit. Uh, all right, let me see. We had a diamond here from Nexus Six. Thank you for the diamond. Appreciate that. And thank you to everyone else for sending lemons as well. Uh, lemons, I appreciate that. Uh, Lord Aragon is on a zero month sub streak. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I know some of you actually maintained that during the demonetization. And thank you for that, by the way. I, I think I urge you guys to 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 stop doing it. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate that. Zircon T with the Ninja Gini. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let me check entropy. So I don't miss any of these. Okay. Um, so let me see here. Oh, I have to open these up here. So, but yeah, so let's, let's do this. Let's play this video again. Uh, this is kind of funny. Uh, just in the, in the vein of, 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 you know, open season on, on whites, basically, right? Uh, BBC winter sports are too white. We showed one, uh, one segment on, on, on this in, uh, I think it was last, last week Friday. Here's the second one that we didn't have time to look at at that time. Diversity in snow sports, huge problem. Look at this. How do you solve snow okay, sports let's diversity up, problem? And let's go. How do we get other young kids involved in it so that they can have the passion that someone like Fergus has? I think you're doing the first steps right here, right now. It's letting people like Fergus explain what it's like for him to be involved in snow sports and hopefully people like Fergus who live in other parts of the UK might be able to see him and go I want a bit of that so you get a force uh, non-whites to uh, partake in winter sports I assume. thank you so much for showing me around your neighborhood uh, I'm expecting massive things from you in the future, my friend. Uh, are we going to see you on the Scottish national team? What's the future hold for you? Um, I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing because I love skiing. So, yeah, maybe, maybe one day. The ski and snowboard industry goes so out of its way to market to specific groups of people. All you have to do is take that same approach <laughs> to everyone and figure out how to bring the mountains to them. Figure out how to give people Ah, uh, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what is the, uh, if the mountain won't come to Muhammad, uh, will bring the mountain to Muhammad, right? Is that what, is that what he's, uh, he's saying here? You have to do, in other words, you have to do the most complicated, resource extensive, draining process imaginable to ensure that it's an equal amount of non-white people engaged in winter sports in the UK. That's the priority, folks. That's that. That's brilliant. Access. Spaces that are predominantly white and so exclusive can be very intimidating to people of color. And that you've got to figure out how to, to market and reach out to, to people of color, black people. Market. Because they have plenty of money. They want to have this experience, but they also want to feel welcome. I'm sorry. So someone, uh, someone saying, "Hey, you're you're black. You can't uh, you can't ski here." Is that what I'm saying? Could it just be 
that they're not interested in it because it's kind of not anchored in their ethnicity and in their culture, uh, in their uh, you know racial consciousness. Maybe I don't know. Just just throwing that out there. That just geez, maybe some there's differences between people. Uh, maybe you know the, the, too many whites are not interested in in taking part of some Kalahari, um, you know, race or something, right? Or, or something that's they're not genetically prone to do or, or experience to do, right? Uh, this is, I mean, this is so dumb, right? But this this is what they spend their time on doing segments on. It's amazing. Great music, too. Really, uh, really uplifting. Oh, that was it. Okay, like, comment, share. BBC Sports. Uh, there we go. BBC Sports, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, so this reminds me of this story right here, uh, which is kind of funny. Speaking of BBC, right? Um, China bans BBC for fake news on on Xinjiang coronavirus. UK Foreign Secretary calls move an unacceptable curtail of media freedom. Oh, so now it's a problem. I mean, China has a massive problem on its own, obviously, which kind of makes this money in a way. But good, BBC, BBC deserves it, to be honest. Chinese authorities banned BBC World News on Tuesday, Thursday, sorry, accusing the British broadcaster of not being factual and fair, according to government statements. The decision was a result of a slew of falsified reporting on issues, including the Qingyan region and China's handling of the coronavirus, state media Global Times said, adding that fake news is not tolerated in China. <laughs> oh, man, it's, I mean... Where do you begin? Right? I mean, they're right. BBC is fake news, but it's funny when it comes from China, right? Because in this case, when they're actually reporting on something like the Uyghurs that's been covered up, and many in the West media outlets have kind of turned the other way, and they're treating this with cotton gloves, really, and kitty gloves or whatever you call it. Uh, and it could be certainly be harder, but it's it's been brought up a couple of times. Like maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't put people in, in camps. Remember the China was elected to the the human rights. What was that again? The Human Rights uh, Council or something? Uh, like while they're actually putting people in, in camps, right? Uh, was it the Human Rights Council? Let me see if I can find that clip. That was just a, an amazing... They were like lecturing... I have to see if I can find it later. They were lecturing the West on like... BLM and like you, you should, you need to deal with your racism <laughs> and shit like that. I'll see if I can find it later. It was a hilarious clip, right? Uh, anyway, uh, the decision with back to the story. The decision was a result of a slew of falsified reporting on issues, including the Qingyan region. Blah blah blah. I said that uh, the BBC series on reporting about Qingyan internment camps, forced labor, and most recently, systemic rape of Muslim women um, have infuriated Beijing authorities. While the, while the BBC was not available in most Chinese households, um, or was not available in most Chinese households, the ban suggests it will no longer be streamed at in any venues, such as hotels. We are disappointed that the Chinese authorities have decided to take this course of action. The BBC is, world's, uh, is the world's most trusted international news broadcaster and reports on stories from around the world fairly, impartially, and without fear or favor. The BBC said in a statement, "Holy crap! That's they're they're doing this. They're doing this with a straight face. Wow! This is this is incredible. Be the BBC press team. The BBC is the world's most trusted international news, and that's and that's why we're in such trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Because uh, I'm I, I'm sure it is right. 
but with the amount of lying that they're involved in. Wow. Labour Party... Um, no, wait. Uh, UK's Foreign Secretary Dominic Robb stated uh, it an unacceptable curtailing of media freedom. Okay, so now you feel... Now you feel a little bit of uh, some of that heat, right? Because remember, these people are all gung-ho about censorship and blocking and banning people and shit like that. And then when it happens to them, oh my God, they're violating our freedom. China has some of the most severe restrictions on media and internet freedoms across the globe. And this latest step will only damage China's reputation in the eyes of the world, Rob wrote on Twitter. Labour Party Yasmin Qureshi, the shadow minister for the international development, said the decision showed the Chinese government's intolerance of recent reports revealing the horrific systemic rape and sexual abuse of Uyghurs and other detainees in the Qingyang prison camps. Now, all that's true. So don't, don't misunderstand me here. All that's true. Uh, they're doing this, right? Uh, but it's, it's, it's so enjoy enjoyable when it comes back around uh, and they get banned and censored. And, 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 you know, this is what we're going to see in the next four or five years. This is going to be everybody banning everything and anybody and whoever has a tiny little speck of influence over something or, or whatever uh, will uh, will try to shut uh, shut people shut people down or shut entities down shut countries down all that kind of stuff all right so I didn't uh, didn't cover this yet with uh, Meghan Markle apparently there was some major um, uh, maybe there was uh, I'm sorry uh, there was a major kind of a controversy whatever she basically d decided to turn, obviously, very pretty. She already done this, but it was even worse now. She went to do some Oprah interview, Meghan Markle, and she was coming down on, on Britain, on the British, on the English, on the um, on the royal, uh, the, the Windsors, the, the, the royals in the UK and all that stuff. And, you know, frankly, they deserve a lot of, the, not for the reasons that she brings up, but they have done nothing uh, for the British people, right? They've not stood up for them. They have no, there's no backbone. There's no reason for these people to be in the position where it's in. It's just basically a costly, uh, PR campaign group at this point. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, so here was a, a somewhat of a good breakdown from, uh, Al what's his name? Alan, um, isn't it Australia? Alan, what's his name? Alan Jones. Well, look, that's right. Before we, go Let me pause that. Alan Jones did a little bit of a segment on this. So, so he summarizes some of the bullshit that uh, Meghan Markle said. So let's listen to this here. Well, look, just before we go, I'm sure there were many people today reaching for the chuck bucket over this Oprah Winfrey interview with Meghan Markle Whoa. and Prince Harry. If well, these two had any public support, <laughs> that was the wrong left, one. which I doubt, sorry, guys. it was all lost today. Regarding this and Archie, let me go back. Here, sorry, I was Winfrey interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Megan. If these two had any public support left, which I doubt, it was all lost today. Regarding this and Archie, Miss Markle said there were concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be. The Megan Markle way, you see, condemn everyone, name no one. The tactic of an unworthy person. And then Prince Harry lashed out at his family for not defending Miss Markle over the <laughs> colonial undertones of some articles written about her. Oh, Prince God. Harry, it would appear, is long gone captured by the untruths spread by Miss Markle and the victimhood she professes to endure. Miss Markle then said she was stunned when told that Archie, the son, would not be a prince nor receive security from the palace. Little does Miss Markle know that the great-grandchildren of the sovereign are not automatically entitled to be a prince or a princess. Prince William's children have only been granted such titles because the Queen issued a letters patent which granted them princely titles because... Their father is the future king. But what about this one? Miss Markle claims no one helped her. She was abandoned and, God forbid, she had to stay up late at night googling the words to the national anthem to prevent embarrassment. And what of the royal wedding? <laughs> sure. We're all sucked in to watch 
where that Bishop Curry is, I think, still speaking, we now learn the two are actually wedded in a private ceremony three days before the televised event. And that about sums it up, doesn't it? The wedding was a fake. The lady is a fake. Perhaps the best medicine for Miss Markle would be an hour with Princess Anne, a successful Olympian, a European champion, the British Sportswoman of the Year, all of which her daughter, Zara Phillips, achieved. Zara is a granddaughter to the Queen. But note the name, Zara Phillips. The brother, Peter Phillips, played Scott Rugby for Scotland. No titles. All right, now he's, but... now he's losing me. He's getting into the weeds of... <laughs> Some some rugby player or something that was uh, that, that was praised, uh, presumably because it was non-English ethnicity or something. But yeah, um, good stuff. So we have some other uh, people being uh, slammed. Uh, we could do this real quick, too. I have some good clips I'm going to show you guys here in a moment. A uh, new Amazon series come out called uh, Utopia. Actually, it was 2020. Uh, I just came across the clip yesterday. If you follow our Telegram, you might have seen it there. But I thought we could take a look at that. But uh, uh, Taylor Lorenz or Lorenz. She uh, basically wrote this article for the New York Times where she basically admits that she's like hounding and following and targeting people on uh, on this new app, the Cl Clubhouse, or like an audio app. You can go in and do live live talks with people or, you know, X amount of people in the room and you basically just chat as far as I understand it. And she was, they were infiltrating these various groups with people. Because they're trying to get, try to gain dirt on, on on people, right? And so it was one. I forget what his name was. It was some kind of a broker or some uh, investor or something that she went after and claimed that he had said uh, retard or something. And then it turns out it was not him; it was someone else. And then she became the victim, and she she ran away and locked her Twitter account because oh my god, everyone is so. I, I'm just trying to destroy somebody's career, and I just I, I even like couldn't even do the do it right. And uh, then she, you know, kind of, of course, becomes the victim, uh, all of this, right? So this was the little segment uh, that Tucker did uh, on this here. Check, check this out. The most powerful people claiming to be powerless. Taylor Lorenz, for example, writes for the New York Times. She's at the very top of journalism's repulsive little food chain. Lorenz is far younger Good. than prominent New York Times reporters used to be. She's also much less talented. You'd think Taylor Lorenz would be grateful for the remarkable good luck that she's had, but no, she's not. Just this morning, she tweeted this, quote, for International Women's Day, please consider supporting women enduring online harassment. <laughs> it's not an exaggeration to say that the harassment and smear campaign I've had to endure over the past oh, year it you, has eh? destroyed my life. Oh. Hmm, destroyed her life, really? By most people's standards, Taylor Lorenz would seem to have a pretty good life. One of the best lives in the country, in fact. Lots of people are suffering right now, but no one's suffering quite as much as Taylor Lorenz is suffering. People have criticized her opinions on the internet and it destroyed her life. Let's pause on this International Women's Day and recognize that. You thought female Uyghurs had it bad. You haven't talked to Taylor Lorenz. And that was it. <clears throat> that was it. I mean, pretty decent, uh, decent assessment of the, of the situation, right? And then, of course, New York Times had to release a, uh, a So naturally, the stop, Democratic... Stop, 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 stop. Uh, release a statement here, follow up on this. New York Times condemns Tucker Carlson for reporting on malicious bully Taylor Lawrence. This is what they said here. I think I actually blocked, I think I did the block ban New York Times so I can actually click in on it. I embedded in an article, it works. But they said here, our response to Tuesday night's Tucker Carlson Tonight broadcast. In a now familiar move, Tucker Carlson opened his show last night by attacking a journalist. It was a calculated and cruel tactic which he regularly deploys to unleash a wave of harassment and vitriol 
at his intended targets. Yeah, because we didn't do anything. We just have a journalist that try to destroy someone's reputation. They try to destroy their life and then we're called out on their bullshit. And now she's the victim. She's locking her Twitter account. Remember all the people, Sarah Young, remember these people that New York Times still employ? Kill old white, but was there, I hate whites. Uh, these, I'd be sickened by when I see all these old white people and shit like that. Like these, these are, <laughs> and now they're playing the victims, right? When they're called out on their on their crap. Isn't it always them who say, well, yeah, you can have free speech, but uh, you know, there's going to be consequences for your words. Well, it's going to be consequences for your words. It's going to be consequences for your actions and what you do. You're not going to be isolated and shielded from this. Typical, typical whiny journalists. Taylor Lawrence is a talented New York Times journalist, they go on saying her, doing timely and essential, and essential reporting. Journalists should be able to do their jobs without facing harassment. Yeah, do you think other media people would, would need to be able to do their job without harassment? If you voice the wrong opinions, if you if you have the wrong uh, opinion about not hating whites, if you don't want to open borders, if you don't want to replace yourself, if you don't want to make your kids a hated and resented minority in their own countries, well, guess what? You're targeted. You're harassed. You can't do business online. You're shut shut down everywhere. You're you're uh, you're censored. This is how they they would never survive under the kind of pressure like people like us and so many others uh, on this side of the fence are on. They would never survive. They would be screaming and, and just running away crying, right? All it takes is just one little criticism, uh, and this is how they act. It's, it's, I mean, it's despicable, right? Absolutely despicable. All right, so, oh, so actually, let me do, uh, let me do this one here. Chaz Roberto over on Entropy Stream, that's EntropyStream.live, Foresight, Red Eyes TV, says an acquaintance of, an acquaint, acquaintance, uh, somebody said, acquaintance of mine witnessed a Mexican stab a black man to death in South Minneapolis. They are not friendly to each other. There is no rainbow coalition. No, I mean, in LA, that's, I mean, I think Jared Taylor is one of the first people that, you know, and first people, but he he brought this to my attention. There was like, you know, in California, many parts of California, there's like these uh, uh, irregular uh, conflicts and problems between Asians and, uh, and blacks in America. I mean, th this is more recently happened in New York, right? Asians are being targeted, and they can't say, though, who the, who, the, who the perpetrator of this violence is. They try to pretend that it's white people, uh, but that's not what it is, right? Um, so, no, there is no rainbow coalition. Maybe there is a rainbow coalition uh, as long as they can try to uh, kind of detopple, I guess, white people or something like that. But even that is no guarantee. As, as soon as that's out of the picture uh, or that it remains an irrelevant uh, issue or whites are a minority, you know, enough for them not to be the, the main target, then yeah, it will start falling apart. I mean, multiculturalism is an experiment, uh, is an untested experiment. Actually, it, it has been tested. It has been tested in many ancient civilizations, for example, that of course later on went on to collapse. Uh, so that's, that's what happens. You're absolutely right. There's no rainbow coalition uh, and it's going to get worse from there. Edward the Paleo 89 over on DLive uh, with the diamond says cheese or cheese. They're, uh, or sheesh, <laughs> just the word, not cheese. Sheesh, they're joggers, not skiers. Uh, there you go. Well, stick to the sport that you um, that you that you know best, right? If you like jogging, if you're a jogger, have at it with the jogging. There's nothing wrong with jogging, right? Um, Par Partheleon with a diamond as well. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's look at this one here. This is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, we're gonna. 
circle back around now, um, to use Jen Psaki's term, right, um, to the coronavirus thing. It's going to lead up to a clip here I want to play uh, regarding a pretty interesting uh, predictive kind of pr predictive programming type deal on uh, on Amazon called Utopia from 2020. We'll play that clip in case you didn't see it. Kind of interesting. Uh, but, you know, again, when it comes to blaming whites, so whites are the big problem, whites are blah, blah, blah. So this headline here says, white people least likely to wear masks consi consistently, study finds. There's another reason why whites are prob problematic to the elite, because many of us tend not to just obey uh, out of uh, immediately, right? Uh, a year into the COVID-19 pandemic, the virus continues to wreak havoc. And we know that this is written to like to cast shade and to cast blame, right? A year into the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the virus continues to wreak havoc uh, on the USA. 14 schools, business, and major cities to shutter. Now a new study from the University of Southern California is shedding light on the problem or, uh, yeah, on one problem that may be contributing to the continued spread. Inconsistent mask wearing. So it basically means it's white people's fault. Coronavirus spread, it's white people's fault. The research released on Thursday by USC's Center for Economic and Social Research comes from the group's Understanding America study, a national representative online sample of more than 6,000 respondents, while the vast majority of those polled agreed that masks are an effective way to combat COVID-19. Just 51% said they are consistently wearing a mask when hanging out with people outside their household. The number becomes even more stark when divided by race. White people, the research found, were the least likely of any race to wear a mask consistently, with just 46% reporting that they were uh, they wear one while in close contact with people who they do not live with. That was compared to 67% of black people, 63% of Latinos, and 65% of people from other races. So, if we can blame uh, uh, whites for spreading the virus, right? It, it's good. They've all tried to do this, try to talk about the inequity of the virus. Somehow white people are getting, you know, they're getting helped first and all these kinds of things, right? Uh, but there's another kind of interesting uh, side note to this too, because we've heard that white people are, you know, the biggest polluters as well. We produce the bad air and all that kind of stuff. Well, now, now it turns out that um, coral reefs and oceans around the world, and these things float just like those plastic islands float. They, you can throw them in in one part of the world and they end up in, a, in another, right? But there are now coral reefs covered with face masks. So, is this a good, does that mean whites are more green uh, oriented? The more uh, climate uh, friendly, uh, um, environmental impact is more on the consciousness of whites? I'm sure you can't draw that conclusion, right? Divers warn that it's the tip of the iceberg. This industry has just exploded, by the way, too. I remember the when there were uh, investors that came out and just buy stocks in the companies that develop face masks, right? Divers in the Philippines have discovered single-use face masks and other PPE covering precious coral reefs and being consumed by marine life as the impact of lockdown takes its toll on the environment. Interesting, because we've heard and we've showed the headlines now over and over and over again of how a climate lockdown will solve the um you know the, the the climate crisis right remember this headline we showed it on weekend warrior the world needs equivalent of a pandemic lockdown every two years to meet the paris carbon emission goals so basically lock down everything for the sake of the environment we need to shut everything down industry and all that stuff and again i'm not super gung-ho on like mass consumption just run amok out of control uh, capitalism and 
consumerism, and that's what I'm not what I'm trying to say either. But there's a middle ground here. You, I mean, they, these people want to they want to turn off all the coal plants, all the nuclear power plants. They want us to basically freeze to death. Uh, there are no good options. There are no uh, viable green solutions, right? But they don't care about that. Uh, like we saw in the Absolute Zero document, too. We also covered that in a Weekend Warrior show. Remember this? Let me pull up the screenshot real quick here, too. They envision, this is out of Britain, that around 2050, we are going to be brought, industrially speaking, to a, a point of absolute zero. No flying, no shipping, uh, energy consumption way down, food production way down. And then going beyond 2050, as you can see in the right-hand side column, I know this is very small, so I'm just kind of summarizing this for you here. Beyond 2050, we're going to open, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be freed up again. We're going to be able to produce things again and stuff because it's all going to be this new technology and new magnificent things, right? We're just going to have this amazing new uh, uh, innovative technology, but it's not there yet. So we have to shut everything down. They want to building materials, food, um, construction, manufacturing, electricity. You can see these columns here, right, on the far uh, left uh, of the different uh, uh, industries or different you know types of of areas that they're looking to to bring to absolute zero, right? Um, so this is what we're looking at: bringing everything to a standstill, right? Lock, climate lockdown, stop everything, and they don't care if there are options. They don't care if people starve or freeze to death and all its insanity, right? So what I'm bringing it up is the contradiction that lockdown is taking a toll on the environment when we've been told that it's the opposite way, right? You can, well, we can, all these carbon emissions have gone way down, blah, 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 but there's always a flip side, right? Now people do more, you know, purchase, buying things online, for example, shipping and all that kind of stuff has gone up, right? There's always going to be something. You can't just bring it to zero. There's always going to be something, you know, takes a different route, basically. Uh, while the media and the groups like the World Economic Forum have hailed the impact of lockdown, celebrating it for reducing carbon emissions and creating quieter cities, the real environmental impact has gone largely unreported. Personal protective equipment, or PPE, is washing up on coral reefs close to the Philippine capital Manila, reports the BBC. According to an estimate, the Asian Development Bank, uh, during the peak of the COVID-19 outbreak, the city could have been generating up to 280 tons of extra medical waste per day. Divers from Antilio's Scuba Diving Center explained how they studied the coral reef after the country's initial lockdown and found that it was littered with masks and PPE. Just 10 minutes into the dive, we saw 10 to 12 masks, and we never had that before, said one of them. Let's, let's take a look at this here. I haven't seen the clip yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to go full screen. Can I do that, please? Is that the code? All right, I have to just play it in there. Sorry, guys. When I saw that blue PPE mask, I honestly felt sad and uh, guilty about it because I've used a blue PPE mask that's easy to throw away. My name is Shala. And I'm Oliver. We're dive professionals here in Anila, Batangas. So there's this area called Caban Cove. The dive site there is wonderful. The corals also very colorful. There's, we see turtles and many big marine life. When we arrived there, it's my first time again there after the lockdown. Clear. 
it's gotten worse. Yeah, there's more stuff like yeah, the PPE is just uh, 10 minutes on the dive. We saw like around 10, 12 masks and we never had that before. But this is fine. You know, this is there's nothing to worry about. We're, we're being lectured all the time on environmental impact and yeah, shit like that. But this, no, 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 forget about it. There for like how many months already? Yeah, you can see the algae and everything. So we don't really want that to happen. Of course not. And so it's interesting. Let me pause that for a moment. It's interesting how, like, no matter what kind of angle you take, they always try to find some way of blaming white people. They're not wearing enough masks. Well, masks pollute, pollute, and white people are le less least likely to wear the masks. Is that a that a good thing? Can we can we get a plus point in the in the record keeping book of of the of, of how bad each race is that they're keeping track? White people always have to get a minus, right? Or a or a, we always have to be written up for something, right? Even though you can you can twist and turn things and and turn it on its head and say, well, actually, it turns out then the white people are more environmentally conscious by avoiding the masks, right? But you will you will never you will never win that discussion. Now the real problem is overpopulation. And it's very interesting because the clip we're going to look at in a little bit here from um, the Amazon series Utopia 2020 goes into this. And, and I'll explain in a moment why it's so interesting that they're, they're dropping these hints in this TV show of what they're doing and how they're using the COVID-19 or a disease in the in the TV show. It's a it's a it's a disease, but it's clear that they're like it's an analogy for uh, for the coronavirus or COVID-19, right? But so how do you get to a point before we get to that clip? How do you get to a point where people buy all of this, right? That, that even the ability for us, like it's it's uh, forbidden for us to question these things, right? It, the, the, it's censorship all the time. Uh, uh, if you if you have a whether it's a vaccine or the method that the government is using or something like that, it's always it's always a coercive means that they use against us to get us to fold, right? To get us to believe these lies and stuff like that. And sometimes, and it's the only way this can be sustained and have been sustained is by controlling information flow. Uh, if we had a free internet, I think a lot of this stuff that we've seen over the last year and a half would just have been blown wide open. It, it almost already has anyway, right? From the pandemic documentary and all this stuff. There's so many things have come out, so many flu truthers, right? That have been out there talking about this, thank God. And they're censored and shut down and they're demonized and all this kind of stuff continuously, right? But Jacinda Ardern in, the, in, the, in New Zealand, very short clip here, explains perfectly well how they're getting away with these kinds of things. Listen to this here. And I will just reiterate again, this was an individual who had gone through managed isolation. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. <laughs> Let's go back again, folks. Through managed oh, isolation, we drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. That's the only way you're going to be able to pull this off. It's sustained propaganda. Is it the same one again after? Let me see. I think it's the same one. We drum in that yeah. messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. But you know, but there's no, but there's no propaganda behind this. If you point this out, oh, it's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. What are you? What are you, a conspiracy theorist? Uh, you know, you you can't you can't note these things. You can't point it out. Sorry, I'm going to close a couple of windows here, guys. You can't point this out. You can't 
what happened with the source here? There it is. Um, yeah, you can't point this out, uh, but we can do, we can subject you to any level of coercive measures, propaganda, information embargoes, and censorship to get our way through. Uh, but uh, but but we can't even you know remotely point it out, right? Uh, anyway, so here's another one that kind of suggests and shows you that the, that they many of them have been in on the scam from from the get go. Uh, Fauci, Doctor Fauci, America's doctor, was warned already back in March of 2020 of the false positives of the PCR tests. And what did he do? What did they do? Nothing. In fact, when Biden was just elected, I believe on the same day, or when it was inaugurated, I think it was, the World Health Organization came out and recognized as much and said, the PCR tests are unreliable. We have to lower the, th the cycle threshold because it's just, we we're detecting too much. Uh, it, doesn't say, it doesn't say anything. They've been willing to play ball with when the when the Biden administration came in, because part of this uh, uh, gay op have been to use it against Trump, right, and and, and get him out of office. Uh, it's not by any means been the only thing, but they used they, it was convenient for them to use it. Um, so Fauci was warned and knew about this back back then, and the UN later backtracked on it too. And remember, this was people that pointed this out as soon as this began, including the inventor of the PCR test himself. I, I think he died a while ago, but people pulled out his comments about this and said, "Hey, look, this, like he says, it's useless uh, to use it in the way that they're using it, and it's the only way that they've been able to keep the numbers high, right?" So f the the flu truthers were right, and the flu liars, uh, or those who bought the flu lie, they were wrong. They were just they 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 missed the boat on this. All these people that came down on people for for exposing this early on last spring, spring 2020. And they were ridiculed and they were, um, you know, they're, they're crazy conspiracy theorists and uh, they're wackos and they, you know, including these nationalists. I mean, they're not really, but, but some of these right wingers, right? That put people down that talked about all this stuff. And, and now look at how things have changed since that time, right? It just demonstrates to you that a lot of these people they're just not media savvy. They, they, they just cannot understand and analyze the deeper uh, trends in mainstream media. You know, that when it comes to, you know, wooden doors, electrified floors and roller coasters, they're, they're right there. And it's, but it's, but it's only that thing. <laughs> it's like, it's only that thing. That's the big problem. Uh, but to all these other things, that's just crazy. These anti-vax, uh, you know, Nonsense! This nonsense that uh, the vaccine somehow is uh, can be can have consequences and, and potentially be damaging to you. Anyway, White House coronavirus advisor and longtime federal infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci was warned as early as March of 2020 that tests widely used to diagnose COVID-19 could suffer from a high level of false positive results. A problem was confirmed by the World Health Organization earlier this year. This warning was given in March 22nd, 2020, in an email to Fauci from. Zing Xin Hang Li, the director of the Milford Molecular Diagnostics Laboratory in Milford, Connecticut. The message was part of a la large bath of email, emails, large batch of emails, and other re records recently obtained by Judicial Watch and the Daily Caller News Foundation. In Li's message, he warned Fauci and several other doctors. It has been widely reported in the social media that the RT-QPCR test kits used to detect SARS-CoV-2 uh, RNA 
in human specimens are generating many false positive results and are not sensitive enough to detect some real positive cases, especially during convalescence. Without a reliable laboratory diagnostic test, we are flying blind, he wrote. Did the media care about this? Did the doctor care about the, the Fauci, the, the America's doctor care about this? No, because it was politically expedient to run with this because it was a different agenda. It was a different method that they wanted to use to try to regain control of what they saw was a loss of society post Obama, right? With Trump being elected, all this stuff. They saw this as a huge problem and they had to do something to put an end to this. And again, it reminds me of this clip here too. We played that a couple of times, but check this out. Let me just fix the uh, uh, the aspect ratio in this because it's a bit funky uh, of the fact that Fauci that Fauci knew uh, already back in 2017 a surprise is coming. Listen to this. I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today: is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness, and if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively surprise. short presentation, you will understand why history the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges that their predecessors were faced with. Big giveaway, big giveaway. But remember all that? That was crazy conspiracies at the time, right? What do you mean he knew that they would come? They're in on it. It's a gay op. It's, it's a, I mean, it's been out for a while, but like, it's, it's, it's settled. It's settled. They knew. They knew and they did squat about it because they wanted it to happen. Lee also shared the letter in close to Fauci and the other physicians in which, in addition to proposing the nested RT-QPRC protocol, he argues that RT-QPCR technology is known to generate false positive results when used to defect, uh, detect influenza A uh, uh, virus and MERS uh, MERS-CoV, another coronavirus. He clarified to the outlet uh, here, Justin News, on th Thursday that raising the sensitivity, sensitivity of a PCR test would weed out the detection of irrelevant genetic material that risks showing up as a positive result. The current RT-QCPR tests do not verify what is being detected, he argued. That is the cause of false positives. And anyway, I'm not going to go through the rest, uh, but you get the idea. Uh, they didn't care, and it's now out in the open. Um, the media, of course, have been part of this too, right? They've been part of drumming up this fear uh, and hysteria surrounding this disease. Are some people affected by it more than others? Yeah, sure. I, th I think there's something. I mean, I think I think personally that they did do testing. Uh, you know, we've covered that too. The ferret research that Fauci outsourced through um, Health Alliance was a medical health alliance or something like that, New York-based uh, uh, group, after the Obama administration closed the door on so-called uh, gain-of-function uh, research on coronaviruses and on respiratory illnesses. 
They closed the door on it. Fauci said, God damn it, what do we do now? Let's go over to China. We'll pay this company here in New York. They'll outsource it to China in turn. Uh, and of course, then what lab did they go to to do this research? Well, they went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where all this supposedly broke out, right? Oh, no, I forgot it was Australian beef that it came from. That's right. Let's just wing out and, and, and blame a white country for it. Um, but anyway, just a quick headline here and then we'll move on. New York Times blasted for citing unpublished research inciting fear about new COVID variant, right? So, yeah, after other media outlets picked up the New York Times article about a worrisome new virus variant allegedly spreading throughout the city, scientists and health officials blasted the paper for inciting fear based on published non-peer-reviewed studies. This is what it's been from day one. Faulty, shoddy research, the internet, so to speak, that the, uh, the truth movement, kind of, it's a little cringe, the term, but it's generally good. Uh, the, the intentions are very uh, noble and good, of course, when it comes to truth, which is one of the nine noble virtues coming to us from the old Scandinavian Norse uh, way of life. Truth is one of the highest one on there. I've always venerated truth. It's always, we should always tell the truth, no matter what, right? Uh, you don't always have to share it if you don't want to, but you put, you, you, you put it number one, right? The truth is what what the truth is, and you let that be the, your guiding your guiding star, your guiding light, right? But the truth community knew this stuff. They pushed it, they they pushed this out there. They they when they you know when, when we broke down the media lies and the propaganda and all that kind of stuff. And again, we've also seen as a consequence of that a massive, massive um, censorship uh, effort. Of course, uh, while we're on the Just News website there too, I found this. Uh, from a little bit a while ago, but just we're going to get into this clip now and talk about the amount or the the way that they also like to spin this in pop culture now. Uh, and sometimes, of course, I wonder why, why did they do this? Why did they tell us what they're what they're doing? Is it to spread conspiracies among the you know? Because you got to keep in mind when you're watching series here, and I'm talking again, you know, Utopia 2020, the Amazon show paid for by uh, Jeff Bezos, who have profited more than anyone during the pandemic, by the way. So put it together. They are releasing little tidbits of what they're doing. It could also be possible deniability that if someone goes on and talks about these things in a manner that we'll see in the clip that they're talking about this in the in the show, they can just say, well, this is that's those these are TV shows. This is fiction. This is not true, right? But the vaccine, of course, has a, is a major point in all of this, a major issue. Moderna declares uh, on track to deliver 100 million vaccine doses to the U.S. by March, 200 million by June. It's, it's, it suggests that there will be a coercive measure somewhere along the line where this will be forced on people, whether you want it or not, right? Just in the amount of doses that they're, that they're producing uh, of this uh, mRNA software. Vaccine is a misnomer, but that's what it's, you know, that's what they're calling it. That's what the uh, gullible sheeple uh, believe that it is. So, to, you know, 100, 200 million doses, and this is just Moderna, right? This is just Moderna. Think about all the other companies and how much they're producing in, uh, of themselves. So here's the clip that I want to look at. Uh, Utopia 2020, I might pause in between. It's a longer clip, but what do you think? what do you think of this? Why do they... Why do they do this, right? Why do they release it in this way? And someone who's on the outside and not know anything about what actually is going on on the back, a back end from, from, from the, 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 the real and documented dangers of the vaccine, recognize things. We've gone over this now in years of shows. Are they taunting us? Is, is it this way that they want to let us know 
what they're doing is that part of, I've heard that for years too. Well, the, it's kind of like an occult, um, uh, you know, kind of a cult ritual in and of itself that you, on some level, you reveal what you're doing and you release things through pop culture, popular, um, you know, TVs and movies and things like that, uh, because they, that's helped to seep into the the, co the collective unconscious. And, and later on, when you're executing these plans, you're working with um, the collective unconscious as opposed to against it. I know that's kind of sounds esoteric, but I think some of you understand what I'm what I'm getting at here. Uh, that you somehow kind of you have to kind of program the subconscious for people to jump on it and feel that it's a real thing or feel that it's the real deal or feel that you know yeah this is what's happening this is what they're doing it it, it anchors reality in a different way right they're using uh, pop culture movies tv shows even music and things like this to kind of steep our our mass consciousness in certain ideas but anyway I'm babbling enough here we go check check this out see what you think of this You've desecrated all of my work. You disrespected science. What the hell did you put in that vaccine? And when this vaccine fails, I'll be the scapegoat. We created a flu that sparked the demand for a vaccine that doesn't work. After everyone in the country is vaccinated. And the world. He'll have murdered millions. Nope, nope, you don't have it. We need to go now before that vaccine ships and more people die. Give a certain percentage of the population a fatal illness and you make sure it's genetic. See, that was the exciting part. You pass it down. So if you have children before you die. Becky, do you have children? How much evil do you have to do to do good? People are driven by the need to know what happens next. Do you want to know what happens next? Your father created a world-changing, not world-ending, a world-changing, world-improving omnivirus. And we have taken that virus and embedded Omnivirus, like a coronavirus. Edited in the vaccine of the Sturge flu. I know it. <gasps> I added that, obviously, the created image of the vaccine. Now everybody's <laughs> begging for the vaccine. No, 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 d demanding it with all the entitlement of a first world country. Yes. And now we have exactly what we want. Hundreds of millions of Americans lining up, offering us their arms and letting us give them our creation. I'm pretty sure when every vaccinated person starts dying, they'll trace it back to undetectable virus or not. You've all been very busy. You're all very sharp. Are you sure none of you would like to come and work for me? No? Better than dying terrible, violent death? Then understand this. What we are doing is far bigger than death. Wait, this virus is not deadly. It looks pretty damn deadly. Tell me this. What have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world? Yeah, that's a good line too. Exactly. Everything I do is a cure for our current situation. Now, I'm going to keep playing there, but remember, uh, was it, uh, oh, what's the English poet who was behind the Fabian Society? You have to justify your existence. There's all these drops and hint in the show of like two, two elitist ideas and things that have been floating around. It's not, it's, it's interesting because, you know, a, a fake disease to get them to take the vaccine 
that makes them infertile, which is you know, pretty much like what people have started noticing when it comes to the, the COVID pandemic, right? Uh, it it uh, uh, causes issues with the placenta growth and stuff. And now the, the big pharma company have been trying to deny it and put that down and stuff. But that seems to be the direction that things are going, right? So they're dropping these hints here. And and the, the filmmaker, or the it's a series, Utopia, it's on Amazon uh, from, from last year, 2020. And I think it's a season two is going to come up or something like that. But they're dropping all these hints, almost like they want. There's a two pronged source here. One is they're revealing what they're doing, but that also causes possible deniability. Well, this is that's a TV show. What are you talking about? And then at the same time, they're potentially creating conspiracy theories by pu pushing this out there too, right? The people, oh holy shit, they're telling us what they're doing, which is you know, which is not necessarily a wrong approach to this, but again, it it can. Anyway, I'll get around to that. There's more here. So it's very, very fascinating. The overpopulation thing that they bring up here, too, is, is absolutely fascinating, right? Georgia Guystones, 500 million. They repeat that exactly in the TV show. We get a, you know, for, for the safe of the earth and stuff like that. And, and it's true that there are things, there's valid points, obviously, about overpopulation. I'm not one of those who believe that we can just grow into like, you know, 20 billion and everything is going to be great. Gung ho, you know, unless there's space developments or colonization of space or something. I and mean, frankly, I'm not even sure we're ready for that. Some of us are maybe, but uh, collectively, no. But it's the frightening idea that it's these people that are going to decide who gets to depopulate others, right? Do you think they'll go with the best, the, the brightest? Do you think they're you, th you think they're eugenic uh, uh, oriented? No, they're dysgenic oriented specifically for purpose of, of control. It continues. Wait, how's it a cure if you're killing people? I told you it does not kill. That was the amazing epiphany we had. We didn't have to kill to accomplish our goal. We intend to stop human reproduction for three generations. The busy, endless global assembly line of babies will grind to all. Sterilizing people? Huh? In the first five years, we'll start to see major birth rate declines as teenagers vaccinated stay at their childbearing years. Oh, some uh, Coral's Veleron, I think on, on Trovo says, watch the British one, though, original. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I'd have to look that up. Uh, usually the original is, is much better. I'm not sure when they was from, but again, obviously very pertinent that they're bringing this back. I don't know how much they've rewrote or if it's, you know, uh, original series, true, whatever, but uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Think of the tip. You're controlling the future of human civilization. Is that what they're calling it? It's a very nice euphemism for a species that is replicated like a contagion across the planet, killing all other species in its wake, except things that are cute, like puppies or koalas. Pandas. Never in history has there been a creature begging for extinction more than the fucking panda. Except us. You hate people that much? On the contrary, I love people. The hell? Why would doing what our government or citizenry is too spoiled or self-indulgent to do? We are saving ourselves from ourselves. Halting overpopulation. hundred years ago, the global population was 1.7 billion. 2011, it reached... 7 billion. People live too long, die less often. Fuck too much. Shit out babies like... In 2050, they say it's going to plateau. Mm -mm -mm. We'll blow past 11 billion and then slowly begin to... 
o'clock. <laughs> but by then, it'll be too late to save an Earth that bears any resemblance to a world we actually want to live in. This planet. I love this planet. So I decided to take care of the problem. By injecting your virus into the veins of every human on it? Global warming, mass extinctions, food, water shortages. All these problems can be boiled down to one thing. Overpopulation. Now, he's not, he is not the, it's not wrong, right? But again, you got to keep in mind, these people, they see human beings as a disease, right? They see us, that's brought up like in the matrix and things like that. You're a virus, a cancer on the earth and you're reproducing and stuff. This is how they lead things. And of course, as you have more and more unconsciousness being driven, so to speak, by individuals that are inhabiting these bodies on this planet, there, there is a, a say to it. But again, these people want to have, they want to depopulate and they want to have a class of slaves, basically, that they want to boss around, right? Again, the, the prospect that it's these people who get who are going to get to choose, the elitists, the, the evil geniuses here, right? They're the ones who are going to decide who makes it and who not, who's not going to do it, right? Um, that's what's frightening about this prospect. Uh, do we have need depopulation? I don't know. I don't know how far out on the limb, on a limb we are here when it comes to the resources, but he is right. He brings this up too. It's clear that if we don't do anything about it now, if we just, you know, truck along here and like, do, 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 everything's good. Well, one day the, it's going to be a colony collapse and the, the, and the suffering, the starvation and the violence and the, just the, the slaughter of, of people over, resources and, and for survival will be like nothing we've seen before. Coupled up with potential solar minimum, volcanic eruption, it's like a perfect a perfect storm in a way that's brewing here. Uh, anyway, let's uh, continue. There's more. It's not as simple as that, but it is. At 1.7 billion, we can be as decadent, self-indulgent, shitty as we want. At 10 billion, we have to live strategically. We have to live modestly. We have to live selflessly. And as you know, we're not that good at it. And you're beta testing it on Americans since we're the worst. If we don't do something now, right now, in a decade, our world will experience extraordinary privations, the war of all against all. Now, keep in mind, they're also hammering this to us, right? We'll die in 12 years. We have to act now. Climate change. We have to sterilize everybody. We have to, uh, you know, depopulate now. And it's in a way it's justifying their ex uh, not only existence, but their motivations. It's that they're releasing hints of what they're doing to make themselves feel good about what they're doing. Yes, we're monsters. Yes, we're mass murdering and sterilizing people and ensuring that like human civilization probably is going to collapse if this is what if this is a real plan and not just, you know, some delusion um, or figment of someone's imagination. There's a lot of points here which people have talked about over the years that that's like lining up with what the elite want, right? But it's giving them this incentive like, yeah, well, well, we're doing this for, for the betterment of, of, of mankind and for everybody. And we'll, but we'll be in the driver's seat, though, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll design these plebs uh, to fit into that narrative completely and, and uh, you know, make them and turn them into what we want them to be. We'll genetically modify them. We'll cap them intelligent-wise. We'll make them just smart enough to be able to push the buttons on some dumb automated machine, uh, but, but definitely not smart enough to be able to question their masters and their new overlords, right? Water. We'll go to war over water, and the people who will die first are the ones without power and money. And 
by then we'll be fighting over a world that really isn't worth fighting for. This is Utopia TV show. Uh, I see questions in chat all the time. It's Utopia 2020 from Amazon. We won't have babies because... I can and I did. What about what this does to, to people, society? Salvation. We can form a new society. Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see what would you say there. Social experience. Uh, so another... Um, Dara, Dara McKay, I guess. Henrik, put this on BitChute. Wouldn't be uh, arsed with all the ball ball bags in this chat. Yeah, it's already on. Uh, it's it's on our uh, BitChute. I put it up yesterday. Odyssey is on our Telegram. It's all the channels we're on. Rumble, VK, it's all there. So so check it out. It's uh, already uploaded. I've done so many. Okay, so that was the end of the first one. Uh, the the first segment. Now this is from another. I guess these are two villains or something like that, right? I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 no. I get it now. If there was a UK original, the next clip here has got to be from that one, from 2015. Okay, the coin just dropped. I thought it was from the same show, but I didn't know it was an original one. So this is the same, I guess, villain or guy or argument being made in the 2015 uh, UK version. Check this out. Home. Mm-hmm. The grand social experiment. I've done so many terrible things. But what we are doing is right. Did you, did you just say right? Brown people, white people, Jews. I assume you're referring to Carvel's supposed paper on eugenics. But Carvel was misunderstood. Yeah, just like Hitler. He wasn't talking about race. He was talking about survival. We've now passed seven billion on this planet. When I was born, it was a little over two. Food prices are rising. Oil is ending. When our resources end in 20 years, given everything that we know of our species, do you really think we're going to just share? So your answer to that is some kind of genocide? No, it is not. It is not genocide. Our answer to this is Janus. Janus consists of a protein and an amino acid, independently of each other, they're harmless. But when they're brought together in the subject, they act as a genetic trigger that prevents chromosomal division. The cell targeted can no longer replicate itself and is thereby rendered useless. The change is permanent and hereditary. And which cells are targeted? Those that control fertility, Becky. The purpose of Janus is to sterilize. The purpose of Janus is to sterilize the entire human race. Janus affects 90 to 95% of the population, leaving only one in 20 fertile. We predict the population will plateau at 500 million in just under 100 years. You guys remember this? I've been to the Georgia Guidestones, right? Now, there's some good, I mean, it's just not like, oh my God, the, the, the disgusting part of it is that it's these people, these creatures that are going to decide over us who, who lives and dies. They're playing God. They're putting themselves in that role kind of thing. Uh, but they have things and they live in harmony with nature. And it's like, yeah, sure, I, I agree with that, obviously. But do, do you think they're going to run a, a, a fair, just system, which they claim? Of, of course not. They're just trying to get us to... I guess, sympathize with their depopulation agenda. I was like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's pretty rough. I guess they're right. Yeah, go ahead and kill off more than 80% of the of the population, right? Um, but yeah, so they, they, either they lifted that straight out, out of conspiracy world, right? 500 million. 
because uh, that's the exact number they bring up there too. So I'm sure they're I'm sure they're conscious uh, of these things too, right? So they, does this feed into the conspiracy theories? That's this aid or or help the situation, right? Some interesting thoughts to overlay on, on top of this, right? But here's the 500 million uh, quote again. The change is permanent and hereditary. And which cells are targeted? Those that control fertility, Becky. And that's what we've heard about the COVID the vaccine. The purpose of right? Janus is to sterilize. The purpose of Janus is to sterilize the entire human race. Here it is, sorry, I went back Janus a little further. affects 90 to 95% of the population, leaving only one in 20 fertile. We predict the population will plateau at 500 million in just under 100 years. By then, normal breeding rates... Oh, and there's a look at underneath there too. Sorry, I gotta go back there. <clears throat> underneath. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. <laughs> this is the, you know, the, the globalist little, little uh, uh, wet dream here, right? Unite humanity with a living new language. Uh, this will be, if you know... Passion, faith, tradition. I got to go through these again. Just under 100 uh, years. You know, because some things are like, yeah, well, duh, of course. Like, uh, no, let's uh, let's uh, live in the most un unsustainable way possible. Let's not care about the environment. Let's just fuck everything up. <laughs> Sorry for the bad language. No one thinks that. So it's like you're throwing out the most obvious things to get people to bait or, or, or take the bait, right? Uh, which is obvious. But, but make no mistake, these people that are pushing this, uh, they're the very same people that are seeking our replacement that we speak up against. Because uh, they they don't want to have a nationalistic-oriented uh, population pride in their heritage and their past. These people are seeking absolute control. Absolute control. And they, may, and they will get that by removing what they see as competitors to that. They can have some nationalists running around having, you know wanting to uh, venerate their past, they're, they're, they're building a whole new world. They're building a new planet. Everything will be all-knowing, all all-seeing, digital, artificial intelligence, internet of things, everything will be known, everything will be tracked. Dumb people, slaves. That's what they're building. And they don't want to have someone who's like anchored in, in, in some kind of roots and history left. They Completely new religion uh, that, they're, that they're constructing here. Anyway. I, uh, I go off on too many tangents. Another two minutes left of this clipper. By then, normal breeding rates should resume. But on a planet that will feel empty. You're fucking insane. To do nothing is insane. You accuse us of being genocidal. Not acting is genocide. Where do you think your food comes from, Ian? A third of the world's farmland is now useless due to soil degradation. Yet we keep producing more mouths to feed. And what's your answer to that? Energy saving light bulbs. But we're doing things, we're, we're changing things. <laughs> you know the person who had the greatest positive impact on the environment of this planet? And here it is, here it is. Genghis Khan, because he massacred 40 million people. And this is, I, so I came across this funny synchronicity here. I came across this clip completely independent of, of finding this article as well, coming across this article 
about how he's the, how he's the greener inva uh, greenest invader, or greenest mass murderer, let's be honest, the greenest mass murderer in history. Uh, and we just did a segment on it. It's up on our BitChute, our, our Odyssey channel on Red Eyes TV. Um, it's from the Weekend Warrior Show. But check out that segment, too. It's, it perfectly lines up with this. Like, he liberated us from millions of tons of evil carbon. Uh, and, and therefore, thank God, uh, this uh, Asian... I know there's some people that have different thoughts on this. The cons were really, you know, white. They had green, red, red hair, green eyes. Some some people I saw, some people say, whatever. Um he, he killed majority Europeans, right? The 40 million Europeans, not exclusively Europeans, but a lot of it was Europeans are terrified uh, of, of these, uh, of, of the, the invading armies and stuff like that. So now he is an okay guy to praise, but you can't do that without any other mass murderer. Why wasn't any other mass murderer that killed millions of people, a, a liberator and a green uh, uh, tyrant who did what, you know, for the best, right? Again, this is the World Wildlife Fund or Fund Foundation Fund, something like that. Anyway, this is a side note to it, but it's just so interesting. Like, yep, came across that in this clip just when I just done a story uh, on the Genghis Khan stuff. There was no one to farm the land. Forests grew back. Carbon was dragged out of the atmosphere. And had this monster not existed, there'd be another billion of us today jostling for space on this dying planet. Yet Janus massacres no one. It's without violence. This is why he did this to me. This is why he killed my dad. It is. And there are a thousand other crimes on my conscience. There's some, uh, there's some funny, co <laughs> funny comments in, in chat right now. Uh, good on you, lads. <laughs> but you know what I see, Wilson? planet turned into a desert a thousand million souls starving dying and we can stop this with janus janus why are you telling us this it's not just to save yourself you could have said anything to save yourself what we have is an approximation we're not carvel we don't have his genius We'll know within three months whether our version of Janus works. Then we're poised to repeat it across the globe. If it works. If it works. All right, so what do you, what do you think of that uh, level of, I guess, insertion of COVID-19 propaganda? Is it a script? Do they use the script? Do they uh, program us subconsciously? What are they up to? Why, why, why are they doing this, right? Is it just a coincidence? Oh, it's a TV show. What are you talking about? Uh, and yet, somehow, you can find all these correlations, right, to it in 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 what's being done and what's being proposed out there, right? It's it's kind of hilarious. Um, so we'll do just a few more, and then we're gonna start wrapping up here, guys. Um, just to round this off here, but uh, celebrate all is lost with a ninja guinea. Thank you, sir. Uh, very kind uh, on uh, D Live D Live TV slash Red Eyes TV. Who knew? We're going to get the lemons back. All of the masks found in the BC, BBC segment were worn by whites, obviously. <laughs> That's, I didn't think of that. That's right. You can always spin it. You can always twist it and turn it in such a way uh, that you can blame Whitey at the end of the day. Uh, Par, Parhelion with a diamond. Uh, Bechamp was right. I, I just I quickly Googled that. Is it Antoine Bechamp? Is that who you're talking about? 
a French scientist known best for breakthroughs in applied organic chemistry. I, I'm, I'm trying to find the link of what he proposed or what he did. Uh, but that maybe that's what you're talking about. Anyway, thank you for the uh, diamond. Uh, the one jamming with the diamond. Thank you. Appreciate that. We had a couple on entropy here too. Um, Ragnarok Udinson with um, uh, with a donation of our entropy says, if you are a straight white male, you are now at the bottom of the privileged barrel and open to outright discrimination. But the two super rich, right, two super rich royal uh, and actresses talking taking yeah talking on national TV are the victims. Yeah, you're talking about the exactly the the journalist and then the other. Um, Meghan Markle and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that it I, this only works if you're it, it. This scam only works if you're pushing this idea that like everyone is working towards like you know ending what they call white supremacy, which is basically just whites having interest, standing up for themselves, um, not folding over to all this 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 nonsense, right? Uh, get, like take the Coca-Cola thing or whatever, or I mean anything, anything in the in the cancel culture kind of book. Like there's open season on white people. You can legally discriminate uh, discriminate against them. Laws are being changed also right now. Lots of, what is it? The Prop 65 was it in California? I forget which prop. Doing away with this with the Civil Rights Act, so that you can begin actively discriminate against white people. Right. Um, so that's like so. You give out the appearance that all these other non-whites are the suppressed ones. They're being hunted. They're the open season on them and stuff like that, while it's actually happening to whites, right? So it's this unbelievable schism in in people's minds that if you come up if you come up with the opposite, they just they're like, what What are you talking about? What have you? But this is you are insane. You try. You think that white people are being discriminated against? It's it's unfathomable. They, they they will not be able to process this. They refuse to process it. But that's the genius of the projection of the reversal of the situation, right? What what's white is black. What's black is white. You flip the whole thing, 180 degrees, the big lie, right? And um, and then you get away with it. You're more prone to get away with it. Now there's a risk that you're exposing yourself to it too, because reality is so is so different than what the media says that it is, that that in and of itself can kind of be a, a shocking wake-up call, I guess, to a certain extent. So it's a big risk to do it, right? But the, the, that's the path they're currently on. Bill Hoover on Stream says, overpopulation is not a problem, and overpopulation of non-productive low-IQ people are the problem. Yeah, I mean, it, it's does you come down to this, like, uh, uh, issue of is it eugenics they're pushing or is it dysgenics? Now I think that they're pushing uh, dysgenics. It's also because they not only have this belief that eugenics are bad because bad people try to do that, but it's also this idea that it's beneficial to the elite. If we can convince them that somehow improving yourself or wanting to have better uh, progeny uh, than you, or that we we are on a curve of improvement as opposed to degradation, that would serve against the agenda of the elites. You don't want smart, capable, independent, wise, cunning people running around doing unpredictable shit. You want the lowest common denominator, and the way to achieve that is by having as low IQ people as possible. And if they don't have that prone in them, if they are born, if you will, by high IQ, well, there's a number of ways you can either then prevent them from reproducing, replace them, or you can just, uh, you know, you encourage them not to do it, or, or you just subvert them with propaganda. You turn high IQ people into a mechanism of 
you turn them into a tool where they're turning on their own, turning on itself, essentially. And, and that's where I feel we are at right now. Uh, Black Philip um, says on Entropy, Henrik, so many white uh, shitlibs would love worldwide mass sterilization. Now, I mean, they do, and they talk about it all the time, right? This is like uh, porn for them. Ironically, their own demographic uh, is going to absolutely collapse in a couple of generations. No babies. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's where we're heading, and they think that this is a good thing. And frankly, if we were if we were compassionate oriented, we would ensure that the some of the wisest among us are the ones that are the ones that make it through rough times and periods like this, right? Those are the people that will come up with solutions, innovations, things that we would need essentially to get to come through crises and stuff like that. But we know that the objective is collapse. The objective is utter chaos because that's it's in that environment that the elite we speak up against thrive, right? That's and, they, they, and that justifies their existence as well. They need to, as I say in V for Vendetta, they need to know, speaking about the people, of why they need us, right? They're justifying their existence. Uh, they're motivating them by saying, well, we're actually doing something well here, uh, when they're in fact they're the most monstrous people imaginable. Uh, Bill Hoover, have you ever listened to William Shockley? Um, is, I guess maybe he uh, he wrote many books about dysgenics. William Shockley, I recognize the name. I've definitely come across it. I think I've read some maybe articles. William Shockley, I'll look it up, Bill. Thank you uh, for the tip. Uh, appreciate that. Let me uh, see here. I think we had, uh, let me go back here. The Jammin, we did that one. Lord Aragon, 2019, over on DLive, says Texas Governor, uh, Texas Governor Abbott, right? What's his name? Uh, um, Bill, was it Bill Abbott? Um, taking... Oh, talking smack about Gab, is that true? He was just doing this little press conference thing about free speech, you know, we got to stop all the censorship and stuff. Talking smack, I'm not misunderstanding that, am I? He's, talk he's talking shit about uh, uh, Gab. I got to look that up. Thank you, Lord Aragon, I appreciate the, the tip. I definitely want to look that up. Uh, not that I think, oh, Abbott is great, he's going to, you know, no. But at least he, he spoke up against some of the, you know, he's doing this law right in Texas. You can't discriminate or you can't censor Texans, right? Why not do it? Try it out. It's never going to work, but whatever. Uh, Virginian Drifter with a diamond testing my fellow, my yellow fruit <laughs> testing one. It's coming through, believe it or not. Thank you, Virginian Drifter. I appreciate that. Uh, Pyrrhus777 is showing up here too. Good to see you as well, Pyrrhus. Uh, thank you so much for the diamond and for the ninja guinea. Appreciate that. It's very kind of you. And he sends a ninja as well. Holy smokes. Thank you, Pyrrhus. Jesus, he says, I've been hovering over my cargo ship all over the Atlantic Ocean for a few months. Hope all is well. Oh, seven. Uh, hail to you, sir. Thank you so much for the, the big, big dick dono. I appreciate it uh, very, very much. Thank you, Pyrrhus. I appreciate that. Uh, and so, yes, those who do want to uh, have some uh, lemons left. Now, whatever your opinion is about DLive, those who have either lemons sitting on it or, or uh, if you want to continue donating through there, of course, we're very thankful to, to anybody uh, that does that, super chatting through DLive or through Entropy. So, so thank you uh, for that, Pyrrhus. But yes, funny, we have uh, DLive back here. Now, will it hold? I don't know. We'll, we'll try to be good, a good, I'll try to be a good boy uh, as much as possible. We're going to talk about the topic we talk about anyway, obviously. Uh, but yeah, the, it's, it's helping us. Uh, so it's very beneficial to us. So thank you to everyone donating that. And we were very happy and very... Uh, very appreciative for DLive to allow us to make them some more money um, on uh, with some lemons again. We appreciate that. Uh, Chaz Roberto on Entropy Stream says, I believe Abbott is an Amish name. He co uh, called Gab anti-Semitic. Really now? Really? Is that the case? Interesting. Okay. Well, that popped that bubble pretty quick, right? Not that it was ever a big deal. I think we should get off of the platforms. You know what? Sometimes I feel, maybe you guys, did you guys come ac across the, the Greg Abbott's... Um, 
was it Greg Abbott? I think it was Greg Abbott, right? Uh, the um, law that he's trying to pass to make sure that Facebook and Twitter can't censor Texans and stuff like that. Sometimes I think that these people, they want us to be on these platforms. They want us to continue to let these platforms use your data, build profiles on you, build their artificial intelligences, use all these details for their future global control grid, right? We won't have time to do it uh, today. This is an article I wanted to talk about. We'll probably have to do it Friday real quick. Facebook is building a machine to read your thoughts. Now, we alluded to this in one of the recent uh, no-go zones uh, that I talked about, mentioned earlier. New tech, all this crazy shit that's coming in. And yes, Facebook is investing money into this. The best thing that could happen right now is everybody get off of Facebook, get off of Twitter, get off of YouTube, onto the alternative platforms, and let's give them the traffic, the, the ads, the sponsorships, the money, all this stuff. Get off of these platforms. We should not be on them. There should not be laws that are passed to ensure that they can't censor us. They censor us, good. We shouldn't be on there. We should not give it to them. I, yes, I hate it. I, I'm aggrieved by it, and, and it shouldn't be a case, but whatever. Get off of these platforms. They're going to use all this data against you. They're, they're going to create synthetic versions of you. Microsoft and Facebook are, are have patents right now to build chatbot versions of you, a digital copy of you. If the technology goes where it's meant to go, in the future, you might have terminals or TV, uh, TV monitors in your home where if you're too busy to take your Instagram photos and upload uh, to, you know, to, to, to Instagram or whatever, your child will be asking not you the question, but your chatbot digital self the question. That's the kind of technologies, among many other things, that they're working about, right? Um, so we'll talk about this next time because we don't have time for it now, but it's very interesting. And I have a clip on this too. Uh, again, AI, the technology that they're building and all that stuff, it, it's crazy stuff. I wanted to show this here right at the end. And it goes touch base with the topic we talked about. Why do they spread these you know, conspiracies? Are they telling us really what they're doing? Are they ridiculing us? Uh, do, they, do they put a nod out to conspiracy theorists? Do they want conspiracies to spread? Um, and that way they can kind of use it against us later. Whether or not it's you know, true or not, we, we, we know they don't venerate the truth. They don't care about that. You can come with the truth. They still ridicule you and put you down. Now, those who know, they know. If you know the truth, that's your strongest weapon. But for those who do not care about that or listen to authority, it's irrelevant of whether you have the truth or not because they always believe the lie, right? So check this out. I'm not going to have time to read too much from it, but NPR had this piece. Exit counselors strain to pull Americans out of a web of false conspiracies. Michelle, let me read a little bit. Michelle Queen does not consider herself part of QAnon. And QAnon is it's a gay op and all that stuff. We talked about that. But, but you cannot come in and tell people what they can or can't believe. You can't outlaw, you know, dumb beliefs or whatever. If you want to be fooled, you should have the full right to do that. Whatever you want to do, you can't ban this shit because then it, it will never end. And, for, and also, how do you enforce it? If it's illegal for you to believe something, how are you going to enforce that? What's the measures? What's the law going to look like? How do they? How will they prevent you from believing those things? Uh, then you're talking about like, okay, then now they have to control your mind. Now they have to control what you're thinking. And again, we're back to this then. That's why they're v developing this kind of shit. They need to know your thoughts. 
they need to know your innermost thoughts so that they can criminalize you. Thought crime is going to be taken to a completely new level uh, in the future years here. Anyway, so, but she believes some of the most outlandish conspiracies, including that Satan worshiping elites in a secret pedophile cabal are killing babies and drinking their blood. Now, of course, that's kind of a, that's kind of a hyperbole. That's kind of a mischaracterization. Uh, do they believe that they're Satan worshippers? Yeah, but some of them also are. You look at the Podesta stuff. That's some of the most crazy shit you've ever seen. Um, some of them are Satanists. And they, they, and they do have run child sex rings. That, that's, not a, that's not a secret. The spirit cooking, all that stuff that came out, right? When you're evil, you're evil, says Queen, 46 from Texas. Is go, it goes deep. Queen also believes that the big lie that the Democrats stole the election from former President Donald Trump and that people who broke the, into the U.S. Capitol on January 6th were actually uncovered, undercover members of left-wing Antifa, even though none of those who have been charged appears to have any connection with far-left movement. FBI Director Christopher Wray on Tuesday rejected conspiracy theories blaming left-wing extremists for the violence. That's who they said they arrested, Queens does. They didn't tell you all the others. You know, the news ain't going to uh, give you a whole lot. Well, then that's true. That's true, right? Queen is among an alarmist number of Americans responding to recent Ipsos poll who mistook several false conspiracy theories for truth. While delusional conspiracy theories go way back, experts says right-wing disinformation in particular is now spinning out of control on an unprecedented scale. Can you see where this is going? Can you see why it's important that if people want to believe wacky shit, they should be, be, be allowed to believe wacky shit? Experts see this spread of disinformation as a public health emergency. And that's why, that's why you'll have in the future, you'll have lockdowns to save democracy. I'm, 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 I'm making the prediction now. You'll have lockdowns with the incentive that we're saving democracy. You're going to have climate lockdowns before then, and that's going to be up next, right? Even if COVID goes away or not, that's going to come. Then there's going to be conspiracy theories have been declared a health emergency. I've showed the headline before. And therefore, we have to lock everything down, right? So health emergency is threatening democracy, increasing the risk of further violence and straining family relationships. That's right. So if someone in your family believes something you don't agree with, that's straining relationships and that's dangerous. Therefore, we have to we have to know what's in your mind. It's also tax taxing a bevy. It's also taxing a bevy of deprogrammers who are now trying to help. More commonly refers to as exit counselors or de-radicalizers. They help people caught up in cultic ideologies to reconnect with reality. Now, I'd love to see an analysis of this on the current cult that we are in that believes what, what it believes, right? That would just be amazing. Uh, but the fact that they are, uh, but the fact that they're pushing it this way, it, it's just, it's unbelievable uh, the way they're doing it, right? Um, sorry, I was looking at chat here at the same time. Just saying, dropped a, a um, Ninja Gini. Thank you so much for that. Uh, bought a bunch before they cut you off. Sending while I can. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for holding on to it all that time. I appreciate it. Uh, the one jamming with the diamond. Thank you. We're going to open the chest here in a little bit, of course. Almost done here. I've probably got most, uh, I've probably got almost a hundred requests in my inbox, says Diane Ben Scooter, or Ben Scotter. 
who's been helping people untangle from extremist ideologies since the 1980s after she herself was extradited from the Unification Church, commonly known as the Moonies. Now, if the, and that's true. I mean, there's like there, there are cults out there and they behave in a specific way. But the deep, the cult of deep programmers and stuff like that, you can literally take their work and apply it, you know, on a, on a, on a one-to-one scale onto the cult, the biggest cult that we are a part of right now, which is mainstream culture, normal, you know, normie tier, mainstream news, uh, you know, the, the official world kind of, kind of stuff. She recently found a nonprofit, antidote.ngo, to run a, uh, AI Anon or L Anon, is that what it says? AI Anon style recovery and support groups for the unduly influenced and their loved ones. There's no end to the need for those kinds of services, Ben Scooter says. According to the Ipsos poll, more than 40% of Americans believe some of the most virulent and far fetched disinformation. Either the baseless claim that the election was rigged, that a Satan-worshipping child sex ring is trying to control our politicians and media, or that Antifa activists were responsible for the Capitol riots. We have some uh, stats here, I guess, or some graphs. You can pause that if you want to look into detail about that. Queen says she gets most of her information from a trusted friend who digs deep on the internet, uh, digs, yeah, digs deeper on the internet than she does. She doesn't even Google, Queen says, because she says Google doesn't show you the right things. Well, it doesn't. See how they, it's also, it's like you can find one person who they think, you know, you know, is, is dumb and that can be a representative of everybody. If you, if you don't believe the mainstream, you're like these people kind of thing, right? It's so easy to, to characterize it like this. The poll found that those buying into false, uh, fallacies, sorry, fallacies are far more likely to get most of their news from social media. As it's a, the censorship on social media is not good enough. It's We have to shut it all down, basically. Uh, they also get it from friends and family or conservative news outlets. That's right. So liberal-minded global homo news are always 100% correct, and there's never anything wrong. They never get things wrong, and we should just trust them. Or they were likely to have recently used social media platforms like Parler and Telegram, which experts say have become disinformation super spreaders. I love how the language of the of the pandemic has been re re reused here. Remember, racism was the real pandemic. Misinformation is the real is the real epidemic. That's what we need to deal with. Blah blah blah. It's it's like a free for all, says Joan Donovan, and you know who Joan Donovan is, and don't you? We've talked about her in the past. Crazy. Who heads up the study of online disinformation and at the Shorenstein Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy at Harvard University's Kennedy School? It's almost unfathomable, she says. Indeed, anyone can be psychologically manipulated, Ben Scooter says. Cultic groups all tend to feel some psychological need or void, such as a desire for meaning, purpose, or community. Yeah, these are, you're trying to say, natural drives of normal human beings is not that it's problematic, but they're alluding to it. Like if we don't steer this in the right direction, people manipulate based on these things. Oh, so anybody can be fooled. It turns out it establishes this uh, camaraderie and this feeling of righteousness and this cause for your life in the field. I love when they're psychologizing people who they disagree with. Cause yeah, okay, precise, this is massive projection, right? Precisely the same incentives, reasons, and things like that that makes them believe what they believe is what they're talking about. <laughs> it's a excuse me. <laughs> it establishes this camaraderie and this feeling 
of righteousness and this cause for your life. And it feels very invigorating and almost addictive, she says. You feel like you're fighting the battle for goodness, and all of a sudden you're the hero. So I guess it's bad if you put yourself in a position where you're like, well, you know, you're I'm a good person. I want to improve things. I want to destroy things that are bad and evil. That's that's bad now. You should you shouldn't be led up to the plebes to do those kinds of things. Don't take a stand in moral questions. Just just obey and do what we tell you to do. And uh and and, and you'll be they will be safest for you to do it that way. It established it, it established okay, we did that, sorry. Uh, in other cases, the allure may be what Ben Scotter calls easy answers to life's hard questions. Now, this I love this one because I've heard this for years when it comes to people putting down conspiracies. And it's like, well, they're just trying to simplify things and blah blah blah. Some conspiracies are the some conspiracies are the most complicated, convoluted shit that you've ever tried to nestle your way into. And you could not even understand it if you if you tried to, right? In some cases, I think it's driven by people who want to complicate things, not make it easier. They 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 can claim this because oh you oh you think you can have an answer to this, do you? Outside of the realm of author authoritative sources, well, <laughs> well, well, little one, I know you're trying to simplify a very complicated world we're living in, but please, please don't. You can get a headache. You can hurt your telomeres. Uh, just stay out of it. It, it could be very uh, could be very bad for you. In fact. That's what drew 32-year-old Jay Gilley, a pizza delivery guy from Alabama, who spent three years caught up in QAnon. It started with the question, it started when he questioned the Black Lives Matter movement. That's right. So if, we, if, you're, if you're questioning BLM, you're, you're already onto the path of problematic. It started when he questioned the Black Lives Matter movement online and got assailed. One click led to another, and he wound up deep into dark conspiracies and hate speech dressed up as dogma. But Gilly, it felt but to Gilly, it felt like validation. Just having someone to tell you that you're right and don't listen to people, it just leads you down that path so fast, he recalls. You want to be right so bad, you don't want to be dragged back into that confusion. Even, yeah, pizza driver, exactly. I trash. Eventually, eventually, thanks to a, pa a patient friend who stuck by him and indulged his questions, Gilly says he came to understand how he had allowed himself to go from a left-leaning supporter of former President Barack Obama to a guy who had fallen for all the all the way down a far-right rabbit hole. That's right. So that that really frames. That really frames what we're after here. It, if you if you believe anything that right wing people or conservatives or nationalists talked about, you're you've gone down a dangerous uh, and you know terrorist prone far right rabbit hole. But if, if as long as you had just remained in the left leaning support and and been an Obama supporter, you it would have been fine. You would have been fine. No critique. That's totally right. You know, it's 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 incredible, right? The far right rabbi hole, uh, Han Heron with a diamond says, "Defeat never, victory forever." Long live red eyes. Thank you, appreciate that. Very kind of you. Um, let me keep reading here. I didn't mean to to read this long, but this 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 article is just it's gold. This is amazing. This is how they think, and they're trying to deprogram people who believe who have the wrong opinions, who believe something different. It's it's we're in. We're in remarkable times. Do people believe misinformation? Yes. Do people believe crazy shit? Yes, absolutely. 
but it's not up to these people to set the tone or to be the arbiter of what the truth is, what the right thing is. You, you're seeing people who have been, people who've been telling us that men can have babies, two plus two doesn't equals four, that's white supremacy, it equals whatever you want it to equal, and that men can have periods and all this shit. They're now the people, that side of the political fence is now trying to tell us that there is something called objective reality, and even if you believe something is true or not, it's not true. It's 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 spun so many layers and weaved so many things into on itself that they've like they've come out the other side and like we're we're the ones standing up for science, right? It's the, the people who don't believe the COVID lie or whatever, they're science deniers. If you don't believe global warming bullshit, the anthropogenic anthropogenic global warming lie, you're a science denier. You're you're denying reality, right? These are the one, these are the arbiter of scientific truth. It's the people that are trying to tell us men are not really men. The, the, you know, men have periods. Uh, having uterus doesn't make you a woman, blah, 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 right? Looking back at it now, it's terrifying, he says. It's like a war on thought, like we are just going to start fighting for thought control. For all the psychological operations or psyops used to suck people into a cultic group, experts say, it takes just as much savvy and precision to help them out. The approach has evolved since the days when some deprogrammers came under fire for crossing legal and ethical lines by holding cult members against their will. To, so let's see what there's going. That was, for the, that was for the betterment of society. It's a good thing they did that because we proved that this cult was dangerous and we got them out there. And how do we do that? Well, we crossed legal and ethical lines and we held these people against their will. You see what the, you see the seed that they're dropping here? Today, experts say engagement is voluntary and more cooperative than confrontational. But that leaves the door open. This is what they're going to do. And if that's what it takes, that's where they'll go. Because we, we, we know that we're right and we have to do this. But it's also this idea, don't talk down to them. Just uh, try to pose as you're there to help them along, right? I don't know. It's just... This article, it goes on. I have to go through the rest one day. It's, 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 it's incredible, right? I'm not going to read the rest because we're, we're running late here, uh, running past the, the time already. But, you know, it's, and this just keeps coming. Just be staying on NPR. Trump is no longer tweeting, but online disinformation isn't going away. More dangerous and more widespread conspiracy theories spread faster than ever. It's a pandemic. It's getting out of control. What do we do about this? What do we do about the 74 million? We need to lock them away against their will. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, China makes anal, anal swabs mandatory for nearly all foreign arrivals. But, you know, that's, a, that's, just, a, that's just a side note. Just a con, that's just a conspiracy, right? All right, boys and girls, we're going to wrap up right there. Let me do the last year. Bill Hoover says they stood in front of a burning building and said that it was mostly peaceful protesters. I remember very well Ali uh, Welshy, MSNBC. I want to characterize this as a, a mostly peaceful protest. This is all you need to know about their morality. Yep, exactly. They will they will gaslight you in like right in front of your face, under your nose, and they do they have complete disregard for objectivity and truth. Right. All right, boys and girls, we're gonna wrap up right there. Let me uh, open the chest then on on D Live. Can you believe it? Holy smokes. Thank you so much for the support today, everybody. I do appreciate it. Whether you uh, send us some donations on uh, Entropy or uh, or D Live. 
helps tremendously. Thank you so much. Uh, let me put a couple of, uh, what do we put here? We can put another, what do we have in there? Let's put another uh, thousand in there. And we'll uh, distribute those lemons again. Uh, again, thank you to uh, DLive. We appreciate that very, very much. Um, good to be back. And uh, good of you, all of you, to join us. Hope you enjoyed the show here today. Uh, of course, best way to follow our work is through TV, And of course, if you want to get that extra content, check out RedEyesMembers.com. You can use Subscribestar, Entropy Stream. Uh, you can use eCheck Option, or ACH, if you're in the U.S. Uh, you can use the Cash App that works in the U.K. and the U.S., maybe Canada, I'm not sure. Uh, you can also use crypto. We have all the instructions on the website. Or if you want to use our PU box, you can you do that as well. Of course, as we know, they're trying to shut down our abilities uh, to maintain and continue uh, red ice. But uh, with your help, we can prove them unsuccessful and we can stick it to them. That's uh, the preferred method, if you ask me. Uh, but yes, we have the PO box on the uh, uh, on the website. I'm showing that briefly right there. Uh, if you have sent to the old box, uh, remember to to update your address and stuff like that too. Uh, but also, of course, as we said, if you do want to sign up for a membership, subscribestar.com slash TV. That's a great uh, way of doing it. Uh, or Entropy Stream. And this one actually has the wrong... Um, no, I updated there. That's right. You can click on subscribe. I think when we're not live, you go to entropystream.live slash TV. When we're not live, you can click on subscribe. And uh, if you want to have a recurring uh, subscription and se select the platinum option right there. Uh, so that's one way of doing it as well. If you want to use your credit card, uh, of course, you can make a one-time payment too uh, using uh, Entropy. You have uh, all the breakdown on, on redicemembers.com. Just uh, if you have a, an account already set up, uh, just log in and click on sign up. Choose a arbitrary you know, length of subscription you want and click next. And you get to a page that have all the instructions and we'll activate your account as soon uh, as we get the notification from you as soon as we can. But yeah, uh, boys and girls, Great being back to you today. Uh, shout out and cheers to DLive as well today for uh, for letting us back on there. We do appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back with much more soon. Uh, obviously, Flashback Friday is the main show next up. I do have, I got to get back and book in Jared Taylor. He, he want to come back to the program. Uh, so we're going to start doing some more interviews Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're going to do that. If we do it live, make sure that you follow our Telegram, t.me slash Red Eyes TV, because we go, uh, we give notifications out right there. Uh, of when we go live and when we do uh, shows and uh, stuff like that. But yeah, thank you, everybody. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you for the support. We'll be back with much more soon. Let me just find the uh, outro uh, piece here. Where did it go? I don't think my shortcuts work anymore. Everything being reset. I had to reformat the computer and stuff like that. Is this the outro? No, that's not the outro. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be back. Interesting. Where did that go? It just disappeared on me, huh? All right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll sort it out. Um, yeah, so we'll be back here with much more soon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us, everybody. Uh, much love to you. See you guys next time. Take care. Hail victory. We'll get through this. Stay strong. See you later. Do you love Red Eyes? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Eyes membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.
there's a flow of misinformation online about the virus. People must have access to accurate information to protect themselves. A dangerous epidemic of misinformation. And health officials are mounting a concerted effort to combat it. While the virus spreads, misinformation makes the job of our heroic health workers even harder. They're calling it an infodemic. The global misinfodemic is spreading. Stopping something going viral online almost as difficult as stopping a biological viral outbreak in the real world. We're not just battling the virus, we're also battling the trolls and conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. The World Health Organization is taking new approaches to tackle the problem. Misinformation on the coronavirus might be the most contagious thing about it. Uh, we call them infodemics. Falsehoods are filling the airwaves. I think that this one could well be the first global one, yes. Wild conspiracy theories are infecting the internet. We're connecting with influencers on Instagram and YouTube, among others, to help spread, spread factual messages to their followers. The world must unite against this disease, too. Numerous sites and groups online have been falsely claiming that this virus is a result of some sort of biological warfare, some sort of bioweapon. Chinese regime is censoring research on the origin of the CCP virus. Notices from two leading Chinese universities show the Chinese regime is censoring research around the origin of the virus. Now, this video on YouTube has more than 300,000 views. Any research around the virus's origin must first be approved by the ministry. But it's not true. 5G has absolutely no connection to the coronavirus. Universities in China are all tightly controlled by the state. And the vaccine is trust. Certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. China's attempt to control the narrative surrounding the origin of the virus. First, trust in science. And I salute the journalists and others fact-checking the mountain of misleading stories and social media posts. But it's not true. This, this can be really dangerous. The WHO is working directly with tech companies on a daily basis to flag and take down bad information. We're building a band of truth tellers that disperse fact and debunk myth. Social media companies must do more to root out hate and harmful assertions about COVID-19. Racism and xenophobia. Hatred is going viral. I don't want your coronavirus in my country. Trust in institutions. We apologize. We do not accept Chinese customers. So cordially racist. The possibility that the virus is man-made and leaked from a lab is also circulating. Together, let's reject the lies and nonsense out there. The Wuhan Institute of Virology is just 10 miles from the seafood market. It houses more infectious diseases than any lab in Asia, including coronaviruses. And although it seems logical, many people still think that the disease is people. Employees at the lab have been ordered not to talk to anyone about the new virus. Yes, really. Today, I'm announcing a new United Nations Communications Response Initiative to flood the internet with facts and science while countering the growing scourge of misinformation. We want to thank you for turning folks in and making sure we are all safe. China appointed its top military biowarfare expert to take over the lab at the beginning of February. A poison that is putting even more lives at risk. Go wash your hands and 